his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Yes, 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 yes. We are back. We are back. All right. Welcome to episode 35 of the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. And um, before we introduce ourselves, Black Man, it's, it's, a, it's a cheerful uh, time of year, man. Uh, it's Christmas time, man. And here at the Sports Desk, we love Christmas. Yes, we do. You know, so shout out to the great Mariah Carey. Shout out Mariah Carey. Yes, yeah, so happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody out there. I uh, hope you guys enjoy your time with your family and your loved ones. And hopefully it's a great experience uh, for all of our listeners, man. So I just want to say happy, uh, excuse me, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Yeah, just want to wish all our listeners and everybody who follow us, want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas. We hope that uh, your sports teams bring you some joy on Christmas Day. So uh, to all our listeners, to everyone that follow us, to everyone's family, Merry Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, you just want to kind of get right, man. But real quick, Black, you know, I was watching uh, Home Alone the other night. One, one, of, one of the classics. Mm-hmm. One of the classic Christmas movies, man. Macaulay Culkin, yeah. all the classic catchphrases, man. My son in love with the movie now, man. So, you know, just really feeling the Christmas spirit. Black, how about you? How you feel about Home Alone, Black? Yeah, uh, I love Home Alone. That's like uh, one of the top five greatest Christmas movies ever made. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, we all being bugs, and you know, we tried some of that shit a little bit. You know, <laughs> maybe we, we probably had a thought. When we, you know, we was we was reckless out here when we was kids. So, right, right. <laughs> you know, just to see a young boy doing these things, bro. You know, and we was when we was kids when it came out. Yeah, it was it, it was a fun thing to see. Yeah, fun movie, man. So shout out Macaulay Culkin, man, in the Home Alone thing. All right. All right, guys, you know, we just wanted to kind of open up, you know, saying uh, a, a Merry Christmas uh, to everyone, man. Just in case you didn't, if you didn't know, if you if you don't really realize right now what's happening. It's reduced lunch sports. Yeah. It's reduced lunch sports. It's reduced lunch, 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 lunch sports. sports. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are back, man, for episode 35. All right. So one more time, it's your man, Desiree L. Higgs Jr., one of your favorite Sportsologist back again one more time. And this your man Black. We back for another episode, one of your favorite sportsologists. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We got a lot to cover today, a whole bunch. You know what I'm saying? It's currently Sunday. We're gonna set the scene. It's currently Sunday. We're watching my Cowboys struggle against the Eagles, man. It's it's 17 to 6, not looking too good for my boys, but kind of tense over there, my boy. Yeah, I got to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We win, we end. If not, we gotta win next week and get some help. So we'll see what's going on, man. Uh so we're trying to clinch this division. Uh, other than that, man, we're going to get into our top five. We're going to do our sound of the week. We're going to talk Jaguars, NBA Christmas games. We're going to talk uh, college recruiting. We're going to talk a little bit of WWE, some other news that's out there, Pro Bowl uh, uh, announcements, Hall of Fame announcements for basketball. And just to tease y'all a bit, when we get to this KG uh, LeBron James conversation, it's going to get real, real exciting. All right. So 
uh, without further ado, or we're going to get into uh, our top five. This segment is is picking up a little steam, man. And my boy Black, man, he he been struggling. And I ain't gonna call him out, but you know, last night I called my boy, let him know what the topic was gonna be, and it was grabbing at my boy. You know what I'm saying? It was grabbing at him. You know what I'm saying? He had to do a little work. You know, so uh, of course let's set the scene right, man. Oh no, 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 no technical difficulties. We're gonna get that right. Okay, here we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> bro, that's perfect music for our top five, bro. That's what everybody's saying, man. <laughs> they say they're like this way better than the nation, boy. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, all right. So we are back, man, for the top five. So last week, uh, we did our top five dunkers, man. And we had some participation uh, with the top five uh, dunkers. Uh, let's get right into it. So our man Smooth, he chimed in. He hit me up on the text message, man, and uh, kind of let me know that we was dead wrong for not having Baron Davis, young B. Diddy, uh, in the top five. He was a Bama. You know, he had great athleticism as a, as a point guard. He did. He uh, did. Yeah, but his top five, he had number five, Baron Davis. Number four, Dr. J. Number three, Michael Jordan. Number two, Dominique Wilkins. And number one, he had Vince Carter. All right, so so that's our homeboy Smooth. Uh, he gave his uh, top five as well. And also on Twitter, uh, we had some support on Twitter as well for the top five. So at Quest71084 gave his top five. He kind of switched it up on us a little bit, Black. Uh, Mr. 720 from the AN1 series, AN1 mixtape series. Yeah, he yeah. gave him at number five. Number four, Josh Smith. Number three, Michael Jordan. Number two, Dominique. And number one, Vince Carter. So yeah. I guess between all four of our lists, Dominique, Vince, MJ, you know. They up there, yeah. They, yeah Dominique. And I forgot about 720, man. Yeah, that he was crazy. Dude is insane. Yeah, he was I crazy with about it. him. He was crazy with it, man. But, uh, you know, shout out to Smooth and shout out to uh, Quest710824 uh, for y'all participation, man. We really appreciate it. We're going to have Smooth on uh, coming up uh, pretty soon. Not today, but, you know, at a later date. We'll get into that a little later. So, top five. Today's top five is our top five sneakers of all time so me and black you know we're part of that culture growing up with the sneakers the joins the lebrons the the kobe's all that man but we're going to give our top five of all time in our opinion so i'm gonna kick it off I'm going to give Black a break this week. <laughs> I'm gonna kick it off hey i appreciate right. that my boy ain't no problem <laughs> all right so for me number five the Nike Air Max Penny Ones. All right. So if anybody's wondering what is that, it was the black penny with the white uh uh egg on the side with a big blue Nike check right before the phone posit. Uh, that's where the little pennies thing came from. All right. Number four, I got the Nike Scotty Pippen More Air Up Tempo. A description is they got the big AIR on the side. When those dropped as a kid, I was hyped. I was fortunate enough for my mother to get me a pair. So that's number four. Number three for me. Now this might be not. This is not my number three all time, but it's just on the number three list here. The Air Jordan One, the black and red. The bread Air Jordan One, a classic. Maybe my number one all time. Personally, Talk about the bread toes. Bread toe one. No, no, just the breads. The black just and the reds. Oh, yeah, okay. just the black and reds. That's okay. that's number uh, three. And number two, the Nike LeBron South Beach Eight. That shoe. That shoe changed Nike. 
it changed a lot of things, the colorway we had never really seen before. And that just exploded for the Kobe's, the KD's, everything that you see now. The South Beach is responsible for that. And my number one all-time period is the Air Jordan C Mint 3. That's my number one shoe of all time. Such a classic, the Air Jordan C Mint 3. All right? All right, now, Black, where you at, man? Shoot us your fire, man. Hey, man, I just want to say, man, uh, every week with our top five, man, it gets better and better. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I just want all our listeners to know we really have to do our work on our top five because yep. it's 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 not it's not easy, but no. it's enjoyable. And we know we know our listeners like to get that top five and everything. But I'm gonna get right into it, man. Uh, at number five, it, this is one of my fa- this, this is one of my favorite shoes that I haven't been I haven't been able to have yet, but I want this shoe. I got the LeBron ones, the uh, St. Vincent's, St. Mary's, St. Vincent, St. Mary, uh, New Generation Air Zooms. Okay. So that's at number oh. five. That's a shoe that I really, really want. Uh, I was okay. looking at Young Bronny with him on uh, last week nice. when he was playing on TV, and I was like, man, I gotta have them joints. Them, them joints is hard. So at number at number at number four, I have. The same thing like my homeboy, I got the Cement 3s at number four. Okay. Uh, classic shoe. When we was a kid, always wanted that shoe. I was able to get that shoe, so I got that at number four. At number two, I have the Retro Jordan ones, bread, the Bread Toe 1s. That shoe right there is like everything to me. Like The I Bread Toes. The Bread Toes. Okay. When that shoe dropped... That's like a must-have. I don't care how much it dropped. It's a must-have for me. <laughs> That's one of my favorite shoes of all time. At number two, once again, with my homeboy, the LeBron 9 South Beaches. Like he said, the eights, those, the eights, the yeah. eights they, changed, they changed the game. They changed the game for, mm-hmm. uh, for basketball, for urban, urban, for the urban, and it, just anything with sports, that shoe changed the game. At number one. My favorite shoe of all time. I was able to get this shoe. I paid overpriced for this shoe. Like, my homeboy helped me get this shoe. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't have had this shoe. <laughs> the Kobe 8 Black History Months. Okay. It's my favorite shoe at number one. Wow. I love that shoe. If you ever been on my Instagram, you see that shoe on my page. Okay. That's my favorite shoe of all time. Oh, that's what's up, man. Uh, yeah, that's a raw shoe as well. You know, that whole Kobe 8 model was raw, but them Black History Months was very, very clean. Very, very clean. So that's what's up. So, again, all of our listeners out there, if y'all want to shoot us your top five sneakers of all time, hit us up on the Twitter. Y'all can hit us up on uh, our, our uh, text threads, Instagram, whatever, you know. Uh, just let us know. All right? So that's going to wrap up our top five segment of the week. Now, Black, we're going to get into our sound of the week. A lot has happened over the past couple of days right here in Jacksonville, Florida, right here in Duval County, especially with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Of course, we know the firing of Tom Coughlin took place this week. And there's one person in particular um, who had a lot to say uh, about this firing. And I want to go pay a visit to this man today. I know all of our listeners have been wondering, where's Fred? Where's Fred? Some Some people call Fred the GOAT. Of the microphone because he just laid it all out there and he did exactly that. So I interviewed Fred earlier today uh, to get his take on the firing of Tom Coughlin, the state of the Jaguars, 
And I'm going to warn our listeners now, if you have any small children that are around, if you have any, if you're with your mom or somebody <laughs> that's around right now, you might want to say this to your by yourself. Because ladies and gentlemen, Fred let his feelings go. He let them go on this interview. So I'm getting ready to play our sound of the week. Here's my interview with Freddie Bricks earlier today. All right, so this is our special sound of the week. Um, we've been trying to get this guy on the show for I don't know how long. A lot of our <laughs> listeners have wanting him back to touch on various sports topics. But this one in particular topic, it's only fair if we treat it with respect. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have the return of none other than Freddie Bricks to the sports desk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Fred, you know, I'm not. I'm going to get out your way here. You know, uh-huh. just kind of set the table. Jacksonville Jaguars fired Tom Coughlin uh, this past week due to mm-hmm. some alleged NF- NFLPA allegations of uh, incorrectly finding players, uh, creating a uh, 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 not a sustainable work environment, uh, an unhealthy work environment. And, uh, Fred, you've just been preaching this for the last year or two. And I just want to open up the floor for you to give your full thoughts on what you think uh, at the state of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, for the first time this year, uh, the NFLPA has sent out a letter warning players in the NFL to not sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Correct. Because how they're their players. Correct. You lost Dante Fowler. Nobody questioned. Nobody said. Correct. You know how you want to know who questioned? I fucking questioned. I know people. <laughs> Dante. I knew what his opinions were, <laughs> but I couldn't really couldn't say that because right. you know I don't want to. Him. That's, you don't want to put that kind of stuff out there. Word. So I kind of know what's going on. They don't like Tom Coughlin. They've been not like him. Then you hear Jalen Ramsey might be going. Now you're making excuses for that. All for fucking Tom Coughlin. First of all, I want to say fuck Tom Coughlin. <laughs> I want to say fuck Dick Bowles. <laughs> and I want to say fuck every fan set on the sideline uh-huh. and watch old senile mm. jackass mm. ruin the Jaguars. Yikes. Just two years ago, you went to the AFC Championship game Correct. with Blake fucking Bortles. Yes. All the fuck you had to do was come back. Matter of fact, let's take it the year before that. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles was trash. What do you do? You re-sign Henny. Mm-hmm. So now your only insurance plan is Henny going into the season. Right. Next year comes in, you still don't bring a quarterback. But voila. You win 10 games. Voila. Yep. You know, we act like we won 14 games. Like so you win 10 fucking games with Blake Bortles. None of them, be, Blake, Blake Bortles being the reason you win none of them. Right. So guess what you do? You still not draft a quarterback. Would uh-huh. you like to know some of the quarterbacks that you didn't draft while sure. you thought Blake Bortles was going to be the quarterback? Sure, Fred. Deshaun Watson, who just clinched the playoffs yep. yesterday. Patrick Mahomes, Correct. who it looks like you passed on him three fucking times Correct. before the Chiefs could finally be traded up. Yeah. And he could be the greatest fucking ever. Yeah. I don't know. Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson. He just came in, but still, you passed, passed on, on Lamar him. Jackson. Correct. You understand? Yeah, three of the new faces of the league. Uh, new faces of the league. You passed on all of them because you have this old time Tom Coughlin. I want to stand up quarterback. You give $80 million to Woo. Nick fucking Foles. Yes, Matter of fact, you give $100 million to him. Pretty much. Them that, what 80 basically guaranteed. Pretty Here much. you go. Take the money. Let's yeah. get rid of Jalen Ramsey. None of this is a success. None of this is a rep- recipe to fucking win. You stupid jackass fans. I'm Duval till I die, Duval. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. 
Stop being Duval till we die for two fucking seconds and realize that your organization is in fucking shambles and you will never be a winner. You are a fucking loser. You have been a loser for decades. We're leaving this loser-ass town with this loser-ass team, with this loser-ass owner, with these loser-ass coaches, Ooh. and you done got rid of all the swag, all you understand? It. So now, after this year, we get rid of all the best. Tell we have a bunch of loose Telvinates. And Gawkway barely wanted to come. And I'm just like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just tired of this shit. You know Patriots fans went out there and booed them, I want to say, ago. if Patriots have won the eight, their division the last seven. 17 years. And it would have been 18 if Tom Brady didn't get hurt five minutes Correct. into the Correct. Uh, on that, that 14th Correct. year. They won 19 the in the last won 20. Right, and they still won, what, 11 games that yeah. year. The, um, 11 and 5. The Patriots with did. Matt Castle. Do you know that the fucking Philly fans booed the Eagles? I mean, they booed their yeah. team. They just won a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Two years ago. And they were booed. They booed them niggas the first game coming yeah. back off a Super Bowl Carson win. Wentz, get out of here. Because these people demand things out of their franchise. I'm tired of Jaguar fans spending all of their money, mm-hmm. spending all of their time to coming back with stupid ass Duval till we die. I know you're Duval till we die, you jackass. You Ooh. live here. You work here. Your yeah. family's here. <laughs> your mammy from here. Your daddy from here. Your grandparents from here. You're stuck with the fucking Jaguars. We know you don't have to tell us your Duval till we die. Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so Fred, shut the fuck up. So Fred, I have one more question for oh, you. Oh yeah, what's and up? I just want to allow you to kind of get that off. Uh, where do Jaguars go from here? Where do they go from here? Tom Coughlin's been removed. Feel like Delmarone's going to be fired as soon as uh, the fourth quarter <laughs> is over uh, during week 17. So what where, where do you hope the Jazz go? But realistically, well, I think the Jazz, where do you think they go? I think in the next three, and, and let me say before I get this opinion, because I said a bunch of this shit before the year you did. about Tom Coughlin and a bunch of, oh, that's not going to happen. All we needed was a quarterback to go with that defense. So I'm saying now, giving this money to um, Nick Foles is going to be hard to move around. Right. And I think the next three to four years may be very, it's going to be very tough. We got a lot of vets that we're going to get ready to lose. Yep. Unless a miracle. You know how when Chip Kelly got rid of all them players on the somehow, somehow. Like they got went. It, the shit just fell into place where they were able to get back on top. Yep. I don't see that with the Jaguars, but you got a young quarterback. You got Josh Allen on the other side of that they defense. You got a draft. You got a draft got a coming draft. up, but who are you going to hire? You, I mean, you need to knock this one out of the park. You need yes. innovation. Yes. You need somebody young. I don't care if they flame out. Bring me somebody young. I don't. Franchise on the line. So the franchise is on the line, the man. Tired, it's correct. on the line. Right. For all, for you to, you have to read this letter. All this, it took you all this to fire Tom Copeland. Him re-signing Blake Bortles, Shot Khan. You didn't have no questions about it. And I blame Khan the whole time. I blame him too, man. I blame, I blame Khan him the whole too, time. Because he don't look at the Jaguar. He don't even. He look at this just another business. The right. only time he's going to pay attention is when the revenue's not coming in. And guess what? Some fans weren't showing up to the game. So when they did, that's when you start kind of, you don't really hear from him. But you start like, okay, right. his presence is around more because a business is getting affected. Right. And that letter affected his business. So he fired Tom Coughlin. Right. So, so offensive mind of head coach or a innovative thing? Because look around the league. That's, you got that's, your Kyle that's Shanahan's. That's all I want to see. That, you give Green me somebody Bay's, young, Green, man. Look at Green Bay first time head coach. Give me something. Yeah, give me yeah, somebody yeah. young. You got a young swag a quarterback. Young I don't know what you're going to do with Nick Foles quarterback. Nobody is going to trade for you that. Try Nobody to move is. Somebody, you somebody might take it. Cincinnati, somebody might. So, Cincinnati, no, Cincinnati is getting borrowed. Not, yeah, you're right. You you're can't right. take Nick Foles. Somebody might you know take the contract. You know how many quarterbacks coming out in the draft? And then a the bunch. next draft, nobody is giving a Nick bunch. Foles $80 million. 
So do the Jags take a quarterback with their first pick? No, because they fucking winning games, so they're not going to have so like a pick. what if Herbert's there? What if Herbert's there at eight? You That's what the Jaguars are predicting. I think you mentioned, I don't think Herbert is. You don't think so? Nah, now okay. if you got if you could take Burrow or Tua, like if, that, if those right. options are available, right. then I say you flirt with it. But you already got so much money tied up in Nick Foles, like that's what that's the downfall. I'm like, not saying I wouldn't like if it, if it was only Mitchell, yeah, of course, let's take. But it's got a hundred million dollars. All right, so before we get you out of here, Fred, uh, this is an exclusive now. This is an exclusive <laughs> to the to the sports desk uh, interviewing Fred about the debacle in Jacksonville. So, um, like. Well, you pretty much answered everything, but I just want to know, do, do you think the Jaguars will hire someone? Do you think that the good hire is coming? Or do you think it's just going to be the same old type of hire with the Jaguars, the Gus Bradley effects and stuff like that? Unfortunately, I think it's going to be the same old thing because I have no proof that it's not, not going to be the same old Okay. Thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had proof over the weekend for the first time in my personal life Hey, maybe I can be in a relationship after 30. Jaguars <laughs> okay. have been here for what now? 25? Almost 30 years. Almost 30 years now. I have no evidence. No evidence of any progression. This motherfucker's going to hire Tom Coughlin. Correct. And 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 thought Tom Coughlin and Jalen Ramsey are going to coexist. It's a new world. Man. Correct. We're in a new era right now. And I have right. no proof that the Jags know how to live in that world. Okay. So for now, I'm going to have to say no. I think okay. we're bringing an old white, some old. A good old ball coach is coming okay. in, and this is what it is. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Fred. You know, we, no doubt. No we, doubt. we really know our listeners uh, did appreciate having you back on. They've been. All right. So, uh, yes, I know that was lengthy, but that was an exclusive uh, with Freddie Bricks. Yeah, that was kind of sticky, my boy, that right there. That was that was from the heart, too, man. You can You can hear it. You can hear it. Yes. He been holding on that to that for a while. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, just just to remind you where you are right now. Introduce lunch sports. Yes, you're still with the sports desk after hearing that interview. So, yeah, that was our man Freddie Briggs. You know, a lot of y'all been wanting to, and been waiting to hear from Fred. Um, and I went and got an exclusive interview from Fred. Uh, about the Jaguar situation, uh, but that's gonna transition us, uh, right into the tweet of the week, and all this is, you know, gonna be Jaguars related, man, and and, and a lot of people are saying it's an emergency, man. Somebody please call nine one one, uh, <laughs> down here in Duval County, man, and, and and it's it's not looking the best, black, and you know I'm gonna get into some of these tweets that took place, you know, after everything that happened with Tom Coughlin, you know, and, and and I read some of these, and I'm like, wow, man, this this is sad. So we're going to start off with at David Nelson. Uh, his Twitter name is at Jville Jaguars. Players at Tom Coughlin has chased away from the Jaguars. Allen Robinson, Dante Fowler, Telvin Smith, Jalen Ramsey, nearly chased away Leonard Fournette. Guys, he was happy to accommodate. These are the guys he was happy to accommodate. Andrew Norrell, Blake Bortles, and big money Nick Foles. Moving on, uh, at 1010XL lag, Andrew Gibson. Memo to new Jaguars brass. Please make sure Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe stay together for years. And last but not least, from my man Mark Long, a.k.a.p. Mark Long. Running back Leonard Fournette confirms 
he won a grievance against the Jaguars to get $99,000 rescinded to him. Why? Because Tom Coughlin fined Fournette for his actions. What actions? Sitting on the bench while being inactive. Shout out to Wyclef and Mary, man. Such a classic record that they gave us. But that's just, that's just what's happening. Somebody is calling 911. So, Black, let's get into it, man. Let's go right into our first topic of the day. The Jacksonville Jaguars fired Tom Coughlin. The Jaguars are in shambles. How you feel, Black? What's your mindset? Let's start with Tom Coughlin first. Where you at with Tom Coughlin being finally relieved of his duties? Well, man, I'm going to say this about <clears throat> Tom Coughlin being relieved of his duties. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, like Fred say, y'all let this guy come in here and destroy, uh, try to punk grown men, try to... Uh, Take money away from grown men when he wasn't supposed to. We see now that this was a mistake to let this man bike into our franchise. Mm. Should have left him alone when we fired him as the head coach. <laughs> no doubt. I guess we got blinded by him winning two Super Bowls with the Giants. Facts. So we felt like he probably could come here and change things around. Mm-hmm. Well, he did for one year, but it's been shambles ever since. Mm. It's been shambles. The bottom has fallen out, man. The bottom has fallen out Facts. for the Jaguars. Uh, it's sad to be a Jaguar fan oh. right now. You know, if I didn't have Lamar Jackson, the, the, the Pat Mahomes, I really wouldn't be enjoying football right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's great games on. You got great players in the league, so it's still worth watching football. I'm a fan. But as a Jaguar fan, this is this is an embarrassing. It's been a, a really embarrassing week for me, because I don't know where we go from here. I really don't, and I'm at I'm at a loss now. Even with the news of Marone and Caldwell possibly saying yeah. thing, yeah, I'm really lost now because I feel like the only way you can get this franchise back with me agreeing with Fred is get some young people in here to run this thing. Yep. Now you're going to keep a head coach who doesn't know anything about winning, lose every week, but we have players saying they want Marone to come back. For what? Right. For what? He's had enough time. So y'all can do what y'all want to do? Because you know <laughs> he ain't going to bitch you out? Nope. He not. And we're going to keep the same. We're going to keep the same general manager, right? Once again, who passed on, Deshaun Watson, correct? Lamar Jackson, correct? JJ Watt, correct? Khalil Mack, correct? All this great talent that we've passed on, they was they could have been sitting in our lap. Yeah, Patty Mahomes Jaguars could have been a Jaguar, and Patty Mahomes. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're going to keep these guys now. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but I pray when Black Monday hits. Oh yeah, that that is not true. First thing in the morning. If it if it is true, I think I'm going to go on a rant on Twitter. Oh my word! And just put it out there. <laughs> Cause this is this is embarrassing, man, for the city, man, to have to be going through this as fans. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to say I'm a Jaguar fan sitting here today. Oh man, ashamed. I'm ashamed, man. I'm ashamed. 
we have to deal with all this. We don't deserve this. It's tough, man. We don't deserve this as a, as a franchise. Mm-hmm. The franchise is supposed to be going up, not going, not being up and then going back down to the, the pit of the bottom of the damn hole. And just visit it being up for one season. For one season? Just visit You it. never see that in the NFL. Most just teams, they season? make it to a... AFC Championship usually come back the next year and get back there and potentially go to the Super Bowl. At least compete. At least At make least the playoffs. For it. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy to me, man. And, and D, like, I'm just over it, man. I'm over it, man. And, like, even with the firing of Coughlin, if you're going to sit here and tell me you're going you're gonna to keep uh, Marone and Caldwell, you're not changing anything. Nope. Because they're part of the problem, too. Yeah. It just it just wasn't him. He was just one doing all the nasty bullshit, dirty work. Yeah, they're part of the regime, clean house. And I'm happy the NFL uh bring this to light for yeah. this jackass to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, facts. I feel I feel more even shittier now that Jalen Ramsey was trying to tell us this and no one was trying to hear it. No one was trying to listen. But he really couldn't speak on it the way he wanted to. Yeah. But now. You know, things can be said now that he's out of there. Yeah, he came out of Twitter see Now y'all see what I was talking about. He came out the night they fired Coughlin. And, and, said and it's crazy. When we was doing, uh, when this news was coming out with Jalen, we already knew what the head of the snake of the problem was. We knew we we've had a feeling known. that it was Tom Coughlin. If you've been, yeah, you been listening to the sports desk, we've been saying it for what? For what, the last year and a half? Yes, yes. Because we've been doing the show over a year now. And this, it, man, I'm. let me tell you this. My, my hope... My hope and my prayer, I'm just going to put it out there, <laughs> is that the Jaguars can can get somewhere where they can start rebuilding, man. That's what it is now. Like you said, uh, build around, and get get some, whoever comes in here, get, keep in Dockway, keep Josh Allen. I agree with the guy who tweeted. Keep them and build around that. Build around them. Yep. Because Fowler gone, Ramsey gone. They gone, man. We're like, yep. <laughs> so much... T- <laughs> The t- the best talent Jacksonville has ever had, we lost it. Gone, and it's never, gone. And they never coming back. Only way we only way we can hope that we'll have ever have some top notch talent is through the draft. Is through draft. the draft because draft. no free agents are going to come here. No, they're not. They're not going to come here after seeing this. They're not going to come here. Yeah. They're not coming, Black. They're not coming at I'm, all. D, I'm done. Okay. I'm gonna let you have it, bro. Like Tearful. I'm over it, bro. Tier four. So just a couple of things from the NFL PA's notice that they gave. Now, Black, I don't know how often you've seen an NFL PA notice to the public. I've never seen one. I've never seen one. So the first notice, and and, and we're not we're not piling on here, but I'm, we're being honest. We've never seen an NFL PA notice come out to the public. Before this is why Coughlin is still hired. He's still employed by the Jaguars. So this is some of the things from the notice black. Over 25% of the grievances filed by NFL players have this season. I mean, under it's in the last two years, three years since Coughlin's been there, have come from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Over $700,000 will be rescinded to Jaguar players for being wrongfully fined from Tom Coughlin. These, these are the highlight points here. Tom Coughlin has filed people for wanting to find people for wanting to get second opinions from other doctors. 
He's fined people from wanting to sit on the bench when they're inactive with their team. Coughlin does not believe if you're hurt and you can't contribute, you shouldn't even be out there. So that's why Leonard Follett got fined $100,000 because he was out there supporting his squad. People are getting fined $30,000, $50,000 for being two minutes late to meetings, five minutes late to meetings. They give legit excuses, traffic, accidents, something with the family. Coughlin still leaves a letter in their locker. You've been fine because you run on time. He wasn't listening to players. He wasn't hearing players. So the NFLPA is basically saying, hey, NFL, hey, this is a bad guy right here. Tom Coughlin is a bad guy because we have never heard another person in his position, president of operations, executive vice president, whatever the hell his title was, we have never, ever, ever heard, never, ever, ever heard this before. So I'm going to transition into the Jaguars as a whole, the state of the union, as I suppose, for the Jaguars. I'm a Jaguar supporter. I live here. I've been here my whole life. I'm just as much as invested as a diehard Jaguar fan. So I'm going to say this, and it's just the truth. Sean Khan, this is your fault. You want to know why I'm blaming Sean Khan a thousand percent? Because he's the man in charge. He's the boss. He's seen what was going around in this organization. When you let go of Dante Fowler, I guess, okay, Fowler wasn't a big enough fish in the sea. Okay, you let Fowler go. Fowler walk. Okay, cool. And Gakwe was not coming. Telvin Smith said, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm not coming back to deal with what Tom Coughlin got going on. Now, now all the truth coming out. Jalen Ramsey screaming from day one. From day one, yo, get me. Yo, if we can't get changes, I'm not being treated as a man. My name is being ran through the dirt. All these, these, these are top four players on the defense. Top four players on the defense. And they're coming out speaking out that something ain't right in this Jaguar organization. But what does Shah Khan do? He holds it down. He rides it out. Two years ago, Black, I went to that playoff game when the Buffalo Bills came down here. I was there. I never seen the energy like that in, in this city in my life. In that stadium, I had never seen that from this city. That stadium was sold out. It was packed. Everybody was in just, just roaring for the Jaguars to get a win. They got the win. The city was going nuts. The following week, what happens? They go to Pittsburgh. They get a win there, clinch their ticket to the AFC Championship game. The energy in this city was ridiculous, man. Everybody was on their high horse. Everybody was like, dog, were the Jaguars, are we really going to the Super Bowl? Around all these players. Gawkwe was there. Jalen was there. All these players were there. Everyone was there. Of course, Jaguars fall short. So what do Jaguar fans do? Still hold their head high. We're going to go into the next season, and we're going to do our thing. What happens, Black? Come out, you start the season 3-0. The Patriots come to Jacksonville. You knock them off. You're 3-0. and And then what happens, Black? The bottom falls out. And guess what? It's still falling. <laughs> and why is this? Because Sean Conn could not realize that the direction. Sean Conn is a businessman. He's not an NFL. He's not a football oh, guy. he's not. He's not a he's football not. guy. He's a businessman. He just think he thought buying a Jaguar would be a, would be a good look to guess, bring in some money for but, him. But guess what else helped Con? That playoff experience from the year before. Oh, we'll get back. We'll bounce back. We still got the same players. There's no reason why we can't get back. It's, a, it's more than that. You got to have the right minds in place. You got to have the right people in place. You got to have the right people in place. And the Jaguars did not have the right people in place. They did not have the right people in place. And through all that I just said, 
every sentence that I just said, everything I said, at the end of the day, guess what? Even though Tom Coughlin is fired, guess what? The Jaguars are still in the dumps of the NFL. They sit in the dumps. There is no hope for the Jaguars right now. You want to know what that only hope would be? If Sean Kahn does his due diligence, gets some football-minded people in there, and they hire a slam-dunk, home-run, touchdown head coach. They need a fresh face, a young face, an innovative mind, an innovative thinker on offense, innovative thing with people, bringing a good positive engine to the city, a good positive engine to that locker room, drive well, and get this thing back on track. That's the only hope for the Jaguars. Because big money free agents, they not coming here. They not. At all. The NFLPA basically say, hey, free agents, don't go to Jacksonville. Tom Coughlin, he's, he's a witch. That's basically what the NFLPA was saying. So, Sean Conn, kudos to you, though, kudos to you, though, Sean. You come out, you fire Tom Coughlin the very next day. Kudos to you. You did what you were supposed to do. You want to know why he did that? Because he a businessman. He didn't make that move for football. Sean Conn made that move to fire Coughlin for business. Because you want to know why? Coughlin was hurting his pockets. So, maybe Sean Conn has some reflective time and get with the right amount of people so they can get this thing on the road. It's sad that we're dealing with this in Jacksonville. It's sad. It's out of all the sad. NFL cities, out, out of all, all the NFL cities, look at Cleveland right now. Even though Cleveland is losing, at least they got talent around them. Baker, OBJ, Jarvis Landry, like they got talent there in, in Cleveland. They're being competitive right now. <laughs> they're still losing. But there's, guess what? The energy is there. We, bro, what's down here, bro? Nothing. Jaguars went to Atlanta Day and got smoked. <laughs> sure did I wonder how many Jaguar fans watched that game today Probably not many I didn't Probably not many Because on the other channel You have Lamar Jackson uh, Getting it in with the, with the Browns And that's what people Really want to see Yeah and that's what I was watching So at the end of the day <laughs> I'm not going to spend No more time on this We're going to see what happens We may have a State of the Union Special episode with the Jaguars Once all this stuff gets going We may do that We may do that But as of right now I guess the first domino Has fallen I guess the first domino has fallen. We'll see where we go from that, Black. So before we move on, Black, you got anything else to add on what we got going on with the Jaguars? Oh, I don't have nothing else to say about that trash, man. So we can move on. 10 man. So we're going to keep it locked here to the sports desk, and we'll see what happens uh, with the Jaguars moving forward. All right, so we're going to get into the rest of the National Football League. So we're going to get into a week 16 of the National Football League. All right, we are here. All right, we are live right now. Uh, it is Sunday, 7.24 p.m., and I'm praying that the Cowboys can somehow, someway pull this thing out against Philly. Uh, but moving we'll the see. Ball, They're moving the ball. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, man. All right, so let's get into it. All right, today, a lot of big games going on today. A lot of scenarios happened. Actually, started yesterday. Uh, week 16 started Saturday. Uh, and we'll start there. Uh, the Houston Texas clinched the AFC South yesterday, clinching the playoff berth, defeating uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Uh, I watched most of that game. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty sloppy game. Uh, but Houston prevailed twenty-three to twenty, and they got some great news. Black look like JJ Watt's going to be ready for the playoffs. Oh, okay. So he's healthy. He came back from this pectoral issue. He's all healthy. He's ready to go. So that's a big piece for them. Uh, a veteran, and I don't know how much. 
how, I don't know how much Watt's going to have left explosive-wise, but if you, can, if you can have a guy like that on your defensive line, in your huddle, you know, you'll take him, all right? So uh, let's move along as well. Yesterday, Saturday's game, we had New England Patriots clinch, clinch the AFC East for the 18th time in the last 20 years the Patriots are in AFC East champions. That's <laughs> – Ridiculous, and Like, right? just hearing that, bro, that just makes you even more sadder for the Jaguars. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Y'all, like, the Patriots have, for the past, what, two, you might as well say two decades. Oh, uh, yeah. For the past, what well, I ain't gonna say two decades. For the past decade, been winning this division easily. I think this might have been the toughest one they probably had to win. I think this might have been the toughest one well, because the Bills were. Good the team. Bills was a good team this year. Yeah. So, but, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, sad, man. It is. And also to close out Saturday Night Football, you had the San Francisco Niners, 49ers, excuse me, eliminate the L.A. Rams 34-31. to 31. All right? So San Francisco hasn't clinched anything yet. Of course, they're still in the horse race with the Seahawks, who are currently playing right now uh, against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And that score is 20-3 Arizona. So if Arizona twenty to thirteen Arizona, sorry. So if Arizona wins today, I think San Francisco clinches. Um, no, 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 they won't clinch. It'll come down to a winner take all game next Sunday. All right, between the 49ers and the Seahawks. So what did New Orleans did something today? What did they clinch? Just to- well, they've been in the playoffs. They oh, clinched. Okay. They already have NFC South champions. They've been because they're trying to get home field, so they still allow for home field. Okay, that's um, what it was. And okay. with the, but they still need what they need San the 49ers to lose. They need the 49ers to lose next week to the Seahawks. They need the Seahawks to lose. Well, they beat the Seahawks, so they need the 49ers to lose. They need the 49ers to lose next week to the Seahawks to get okay. the number one seed. Gotcha. A couple of more notable games uh, in the NFL. Um, let's see. Playoff. Uh, we had the – speaking of the Saints, uh, Michael Thomas, man, set a new all-time record. Uh, he broke uh, the – he has the record for new touchdown. Oh, almost. He's, he uh, Was that fourth down? Yeah, that was fourth down, man. Well, that's it. Look like my Cowboys gonna need some help next week. Man, man, man. Mm, mm, mm. Heartbreak in my voice. If you can hear it, the Eagles are they gonna survive seventeen to nine and defeat my Cowboys and gonna need some help next week. Go Giants. Um. So <laughs> back to the uh back to uh, what we were talking about. Uh, which. I don't. Oh, uh, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas. I don't want to Bro- say something about Hold that. On, let me you. let me say the record. Okay, he okay. broke the record today. Uh, he now has the most receptions in a single season at 145. Previously breaking the record of Marvin Harrison when he was with the Colts. Go ahead, Black. I just want to say this, man. I've been saying this for a while now about Michael Thomas for two years now. I've been claiming this guy to be the best receiver in the league. You have. This man just broke a record that was set in 2002. Correct. We're in 2019, headed into 2020. This guy breaks this record. On a on every Sunday, whatever game they playing in, Michael Thomas shows up and shows out. Right. And I'm not just talking about catching a couple of balls here and there. I'm talking about 10, 10, 11 balls a game he's catching. Mm-hmm. I've been screaming about this guy being the best receiver in the league. Yeah. I've told, I've told D, I've told coworkers. Yep. I understand y'all's hound DeAndre Hopkins, but he's not the best. This guy right here is showing you why. Yeah. He's the best receiver in the league, and that was money well spent that he got this offseason. Well yeah. spent. Yeah. Didn't 
he got his money and did and exceeded. He didn't drop down. He wouldn't he wouldn't broke a record that stood since 2002. Yeah. Marvin Harrison's record. Yeah. And, and 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 the Saints are rolling, man. Just historic season for him. You know, Drew Brees broke the most touch, touchdown passes in NFL history last Monday, and then here you go with Michael Thomas. Uh, breaking another big record. Now he has the most NFL receptions in one season as well. So the Saints rolling going into uh, the playoffs. So we got two big games coming up that we're not going to be able to cover. Uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs looking to stay alive to grab that two seed. Um, they, now they they need some help. Well, no, it won't be the two seed because I think New England pretty much got that sewn up uh, yesterday. But they got a big game versus Chicago in Chicago tonight that's going to uh, – kind of predict where they're going to land. Uh, they got the division wrapped up, so they're going to get a home playoff game. But that's going to be a good game, I think. Even though the Bears are eliminated, uh, they're 7-7, seven seven, but I think they're going to have a lot to play for. So that's going to be tonight, Sunday Night Football. And then tomorrow night, huge game. Probably the game, one of the games of the weekend next to this Cowboys-Eagles game that's not going my way. You got the Green Bay Packers at 11-3 going to Minnesota, who hasn't lost a game at home this season, sitting at 10-4. So the division is still up for grabs, the division is on the line tomorrow night. The division is on the line tomorrow night. Now, Green Bay, if they win, they clinch. And if Minnesota win, they would have to win next week as well to clinch uh, the NFC North. So, I can't wait to see that game. That, that's going to be a great game in Minnesota. And, you know, two very good football teams there. Dalvin Cook is going to be out yeah, uh, for Minnesota. So, that's going to sting them. Yeah. Uh, but – Kirk Cousins been playing well. I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk oh, Cousins. Oh, especially at home. He's been well. But he's been playing well. He's been playing good at uh, home. So we'll see, you know, how that goes. Uh, so to kind of update your playoff picture here, currently right now, well, not currently, in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens are your number one seed. They clinched today by knocking off the Cleveland Browns. They will be your number one seed going into the AFC football playoffs, home field advantage throughout. Your two seed, which they clinched, as I, uh, I was saying earlier, the New England Patriots. All right, they have the two seed. All right, they will uh, have a first round by as well. Now the uh, wild card picture is still a little funky uh, in the AFC. You still have right now the Titans are the six seed. I mean, Titans are the six seed, and the Bills who have clinched are the fifth seed. So the Pittsburgh losing today to the Jets with them losing today. If the Tennessee Titans win next week, and Pittsburgh loses again, the Tennessee Titans are in the playoffs. If Pittsburgh wins next week, they're in. Now, if Tennessee would have won today, they would have clinched and beaten the Saints, but they lost today. So week 17 is going to mean a lot for both of those teams to get in. So that's the only spot available is the sixth seed in the AFC playoffs. Titans or Steelers will be a playoff team um, in these playoffs. Moving to the NFC. Right now, your number one seed is the 12-3 and 49ers. Right now. The Saints look like... They could be your number one seed as well if things go their way. They're 12-3 and three as well, all right? They're sitting at your two seed. It's crazy, man. Your third seed right now is the 11-3 Packers. All these teams got all the same record. And last but not least, your current wild card team is the 11-3 Seattle Seahawks, <laughs> who hold a tiebreaker over the 49ers because they beat them first and they play again next week. So, Nothing is set in stone in the NFC. It's Nothing. Not. It's Nothing. It's going to come except, down to next week. Yeah, except the teams, the 49ers, the Saints, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Seahawks have all clinched playoff spots. So we'll see how it goes, man. I mean, this is so exciting. Week 17 is going to be great uh, for the National Football League. Uh, Black, you got anything else to add, you know, from this week, week 16, uh, going into week 17 next week? Yeah, um, I, I seen the day that 
that they're uh, flexing the San Francisco and Seattle game to Sunday night Sunday night football. Wow. So okay, that's a good look. Okay. I, I was I was okay. expecting to, it, that game was too big for them not to flex it. Okay, okay. But they did they did break the news during the one o'clock games today that that game was going to be flexed to uh, NBC on Sunday night. That's dope. But yeah, man, um, the NFC is. It's boy, it's stacked, man. The NFC has so many good teams this year. It's crazy. Like, um, I think this it's been a while since we've seen this for the NFC. Like, been, teams have just been stacked, mm-hmm. having the, so many same records. Like, you could potentially have a 12, uh, 11 or a 12 and 3 team in a wild card game mm-hmm. on the road, you know. So crazy, may have to go to a 7 and 7 or a 7 and 8 Philadelphia team whatever you know 8 and 7 Philadelphia <laughs> it's crazy uh, 11 and 3 team would have to go to Philly for a wild card game that's yeah. that's insane but yep. man it's it's been good football this year uh in these last couple of weeks too man and um I'm excited to see like week 17 is is going to be another good week man every week has been a good week and um I'm I'm excited about tomorrow night I think tomorrow night we're going to get a really good game I called it being the game of the week. You know, I think that's going to be the best game on the on on tilt tomorrow night against Minnesota and Green Bay. Uh, division rivals. You know, it's a it's a lot on the line. It's oh yeah, a lot. Yeah, a lot of number on one C, two C division titles. Yeah, B- big game, man. A lot <laughs> at stake tomorrow night for sure. Yeah, and uh, AFC side, uh, pretty pretty much like D said, pretty much everybody's in place of what they're going to do. But I do want to say this. Uh, Better watch out for Buffalo, man. Like I said last week on the episode, I think I did say you better watch out for Buffalo. Uh, yeah. uh, they can they can go on the road and get a win. They gave New England everything they could handle on Saturday night. If no one tuned into that game, go look at it on NFL Network. They're gonna replay it, but they gave New England everything. So that's that's gonna be my surprise team in the uh in the AFC uh through the playoffs. Watch out for Buffalo Bills. Yeah, my Cowboys just lost, you know, so I'm a little down again. We need a lot of help, man. We're going to need help next week. We're going to have to take care of the Redskins, I believe, uh, next week. And then we're also going to we're gonna need help from uh, the New York football giants uh, next Who week Who got a win well. today? Who they got, got a win, win today, today against the Redskins, so – We'll see. We get the Redskins at home, and uh, I think Philly goes on the road. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. But anyway, uh, enough of my crying and complaining. Let's get into the Pro Bowl. So the Pro Bowl was, was released uh, this past week. Some of the notable uh, uh, players that selected, got selected for the Pro Bowl, quarterbacks. You got Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, all right? Drew Brees making uh, the Pro Bowl this year. A couple running backs. You got Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, uh, Patrick Richard. You know, that, that's that's big, man, uh, for for fullback for the Ravens that made the Pro Bowl. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, and Ezekiel Elliott, and Kyle uh, Jusek, fullback uh, for the 49ers, made the Pro Bowl as well. Uh, wide receivers, star-studded. Group man, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry. Wow, I didn't expect to read his name. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, man, for uh, Tampa Bay made a Pro Bowl this year yeah, with Mike Evans. Year. Yeah, him he and Mike Evans, year. man, that's 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 big. 
Uh, even though Jameis Winston lead every category and exceptions it is possible, them boys eight, man. So shout out to them boys uh, making a Pro Bowl. Tight ends, Mark Andrews from Baltimore, uh, Travis Kelsey with the Chiefs, George Kittle, best tight end in football in my opinion for the 49ers, and Zach Ertz. All right, Zach Ertz made a Pro Bowl as well. Uh, some defensive standouts that made the Pro Bowl. Defensive back, you had Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, uh, Tredavious White. I like that kid a lot. Marshawn Lattimore. Richard Sherman made the Pro Bowl, man, out of San Francisco, man. Bounce back year for Sherman. He's been going to the Pro Bowl. That's dope. Darius Slade, the most underrated defensive back in football, in my opinion. And Jalen Ramsey paid half a season and made the Pro Bowl. That's a testament to that greatness. <laughs> to that greatness. I just right. want to say something about Richard Sherman. I seen when they were playing last night. Yeah. And they said he gets $1.5 million for playing – 80, 90%. 90% of his snaps. snaps. Mm-hmm. And he got his money last night. He got his money. He got his money. He got, <laughs> he his, got money. his money. Big money last bonus, night. <laughs> and uh, a couple defensive uh, ends, the Bosa boys, both of them, Joey and Nick. That's crazy. Joey and Nick made the Pro Bowl. Calais Campbell from the Jaguars made the Pro Bowl, man. Frank Clark, Cameron Jordan, and Danielle Winter uh, made the Pro Bowl as well. Other notable names, Khalil Mack, Von Miller, uh, Chandler Jones, Shaq Barrett made the playoffs as well. Geno Atkins, Cameron Hayward, Chris Jones, Fletcher Cox, Aaron Donald made the Pro Bowl as well. Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard, Dante Hightower made the Pro Bowl. Just a lot of lot of huge names. Um, I'm going to reach out to my pops, black man, and me and you might be going to the Pro Bowl this year. You oh, know okay. what I'm saying? So we're going to reach okay. out to pops, and it's down in Orlando. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to see uh, if we can make that happen, man, get out there. And uh, have a little fun to see these guys out there at the Pro Bowl. So, who knows? The sports desk may be at the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, so, we'll see about that. So, shout out to Pops, Sports man. desk on the road, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. Sports <laughs> desk on the road. I like that. I like that. All right. So, that's going to wrap up our NFL talk. Uh, of course, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Uh, week 17 is next week. Everything will be solid, uh, solidified. And we're going to speak more uh, about the NFL as we approach playoff time but next and now we're going to go into the national basketball association Sounding so happy, Black, coming into uh, our Lakers segment. I knew it was going to happen. I was hoping it wasn't going to be this past week, but it was, Black. Uh, the Lakers went 500 uh, this past week, and as we always start uh, with the Lakers, you know, we're not going to go anywhere else, so we're going to start here. Even if we're doing really well, or if we had a, I guess, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, a not so good week in our opinion. I think we spoiled black. Just a couple of bad days, man. Spoiled. It's okay. So we're gonna call out last week and uh we're gonna get it going. Uh so starting last Sunday, we defeated the Hawks one on one and ninety-six on the road. We swung down to the Pacers with no answer with no Anthony Davis. We lost one on two to one on five. Nip and tuck game, good defensive game. Lakers turned the ball over. LeBron wasn't as assertive in the fourth quarter. You got Rondo shooting the game, winning potential game winning three. Just didn't like how we ended there. Had a couple days off Thursday night, 
Took a trip to Milwaukee, man, and uh, lost to the Bucks, 104 to 111. And then closing out tonight, Sunday, the Lakers will – oh, sorry, that's going to close out our week, and we'll get into next week in a second. So, Black, the Lakers went 1-2 last week. We only played three games last week, all right? Beat the Hawks, lost to the Pacers and the Bucks, 1-2. Still number one in the West. What was your takeaway last week from the Lakers? Yeah, man, Um, like you said, it's – you know what? It's okay, man. It's basketball. It's a long season. It's a long season. Right. Yep. And I'm kind of down about the back-to-back losses because I thought that was a real goal for it was. those guys. Yeah. You know, and I know it sucked to lose back-to-back games. They mm-hmm. just they just really caught, caught a Milwaukee team who was on fire Thursday night, man. They were just on fire. Mm-hmm. Everybody was hitting. You had George Hill had 21. Uh, uh, Giannis, <laughs> Giannis hit five, five from threes. eight from three. Like, just... Just out of this world, you know, and Giannis probably won't do that in another game, but he showed up for the game he was supposed to show up for. He did. You know, so. With no Eric Blitzel. Well, yeah, man. Um, only I think I think it's a long season. We're going to get it together. I'm really concerned on the defensive side of the ball. I think they need to, I think they need to tighten it up defensively a little bit. Um, I'm concerned with how easy it is, it's coming for other teams against the Lakers. Um, but offensively, I'm not concerned. We didn't have Anthony Davis against the Pacers. I feel like that's why we lost that one. We still should have won that we, game. We 102, 105. Have. Yeah. A lot we of still, turnovers, man. And we still had a chance to win the Milwaukee game. because we, we did. Fought, we fought back because we were down by 20. Late killed us, man. We was down by 20 at one point in that game. Yeah. But like D said, we had late turnovers. You know, we just couldn't get over the hump. But they, mm. they continued to fight. They continued to fight. We had some key injuries, you know. Um, what's my man's name? Oh, he was out. Uh. Kuzma, Kuzma was Kyle out. Kuzma, yeah. No Kuzma, you know. Ron, uh, Bradley still working his way back. back in, he don't even yeah. he he looking like a shell of himself right now. He don't even look like Avery Bradley that we know, the defensive guy that we know. Okay. So, but uh, overall, uh, I'm I'm cool with it. You know, going into this new week, we got Denver tonight. Then Christmas Day, you know what it is. You know, so I think we're gonna be okay, man. We just hit a little bump in the road, but we get it back on track. Yeah, we had a rough week, man. We're going one and two. Uh, my highlights for the Lakers this week, man, like Black said, I think we were better defensively this week than we was the previous week. We was giving like 115, 120, 125 all the week before. And this week, uh, the Bucks had the high on us scoring 111 this week, but we held the held the Hawks to 96, held the Pacers to 105, just a little bit better. But our, our problem was the turnovers, and we ain't hitting our free throws late. Yeah, like we gave up nineteen turnovers to the Bucks, another seventeen turnovers to the Pacers. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's bad. You, that you're gonna lose. And then we get to the line, and we we shooting forty seven percent from the free throw line late in the game. That's not gonna get it. everybody missing. Braun, Caldwell, Pope going to the line missing. Like Rondo missing going to the free throw line. Anthony Davis was missing going to the free throw line late. Like, you know, we got to get better, man, when it comes to hitting these late game free throws. Because if you're gonna win a championship, when you get to these playoffs, you get deep in the playoffs. And I know we said early in the season. Uh, but you got to hit those free throws. And, and even though the Lakers still have the best record, well, the Bucks have the best record in the league by one game right now. But, wait, I think they lost the next night. No, 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 they won. Okay, they, they won. Still so, got the best record so they got a the one-game lead on the Lakers, but the Lakers still number one in the West. We got to not turn the ball over. And while I was watching the game, man, the whole, only thing I kept hearing, it's like somebody was just around me, Black, just <laughs> – yeah, I just kept hearing the Kawhi laugh. I just kept hearing the, hearing the Kawhi laugh, and, the, and, and I didn't like that. Because Clippers fans, and we're going to transition to them. <laughs> <laughs> Clippers fans was just going bananas that the Lakers lost to the Bucks. 
But something happened later on that night, Black, that the Clippers fans, I guess, probably wasn't expecting. They welcome in the Houston Rockets. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna finish up our Lakers talk, but they welcome in the Rockets. And they lost. Somebody had 40, 10, and 7. And guess who it wasn't, Black? It wasn't James Harden. It was Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Got them boys out of the paint. So we're gonna hold that for a second. But overall with the Lakers, we're coming up on Christmas week. Huge games for the Lakers this week, man. The Lakers no LeBron have tonight. He's out? Yeah, he's out. They just announced that? They just announced it. Uh, cool, 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 cool. We, I think we at home tonight. Yes, the Lakers are at home tonight. So they, Black is reporting that uh, LeBron James will be out tonight against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Anthony Davis and the Lakers, I still think we can win that game. The Joker mm-hmm. hasn't been playing that well, so we'll see. But after we play tonight, we don't play again until Wednesday at 8 p.m. And we know who we play. We play the Clippers. This is an opportunity for the Lakers to rectify Losing to the Bucks last week. At home, Christmas Day, spotlight game. Only thing on television at that time. The whole world be watching this game. And we're going to talk about Christmas Day games in one second, but I just want to stop right there for a second. Then after we uh, come away from the Clippers, on Saturday night, we got a back-to-back. Saturday night, we got the Portland Trailblazers. We go to Portland. And then we close out the week welcoming the returning Luka Doncic coming to Los Angeles with the, the Bass playing well, man. They are. They haven't lost since Luka went down. They have a loss. They're winning. That's crazy. And we welcome them to the Staples Center next Sunday. So, let's transition to Christmas Day. We got some great games, Black. Yes, we do. And most people who, uh, most of us who, you know, watch Christmas Day, uh, when we get to Christmas Day, it's all about the NBA. That That's when the NBA starts, Christmas Day. And I'm excited, man. I mean, after, after, after you know, we hang with the family and then eat some good food and, you know, watch the kids open their gifts and all that, man. It's time to get on the sofa. It's time to get on the sofa. And let's call out some of these games, Black. So at noon, early, the first game of the day, which is a good one, man. You got the Boston Celtics in Toronto to face the Raptors at noon. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, that's a good one. 2.30, you got the Milwaukee Bucks, all right, going against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philly at 2.30. Ooh, yeah. Great game. Great game. After that, we got like a little snoozer. We still get to see some great players. But at 5 o'clock, we got the Rockets going to the Warriors. All right? So, you got the Rockets going to the Warriors. Now, for granted, we all know what's happening in Golden State. Hey, but we still get to see Harden. We still get to see Westbrook uh, at 5 o'clock. I'll probably take a nap around that game. I'll probably go cut it up with some of my family around that game. Hell, I might even call Black around that time see what he got going on. (laughs) And then at 8 o'clock, Clippers, Lakers, Battle of L.A., round two at 8 p.m. And to close out the night, we got the Pelicans and the Nuggets. Another snoozer. Probably won't watch much of that at 1030. Black, let's go ahead and get busy, man. Lakers, Clippers, round two. What's going to happen, Black? Tell me. Talk to me, Black. Look, man, I've been waiting on this game since it got announced. (laughs) Yes, sir. Since it got announced. Yes, sir. I'm looking for a great game. I think it's going to be a great game. I really feel like it's going to be a great game, but I feel like we're going to see the muscle being flexed by two superstars in this game. Mm. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Okay. It's Christmas Day, man. It is. It's, you basically might as well say it's your rival now. Oh, yeah, it's for sure. Your rival. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your rival. You potentially 
matchup with in the Western Conference Finals Facts. potential. You have to show up Christmas Day, man. Facts. We've been blessed throughout the years to have some great Christmas Day games. And if anyone has Twitter and they've seen Twitter the past couple of days, they've been showing old Christmas games. And mm-hmm. I just want to remind everybody of one, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, if nobody don't remember that Christmas in 2016. Greatness. Felt like it was a finals game, man, on Christmas Day. Yeah. We Very were on the edge of our seats Christmas Day. KD first game versus uh, oh, yeah. LeBron in the Golden for- State uniform. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great Christmas game. That's what I'm expecting out of this game. I feel like that this game can lead, can live up to the hype of what that game was. I hope you're right. They're, they're, it's so it's star-studded. You, you, everybody's going to be on the court. I hope there's no injuries, no one out. I hope everybody plays. I hope so, too. I hope it's nothing that'll hold this game back or take any other juice off of it. Facts. Eight o'clock, I'm sitting on my couch having me a drink with a nice meal. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm getting everything done early. Yes, sir. This is what I've been waiting for right here. Yeah, man. This Facts. is what I've been waiting for. Facts. See these boys duke it out. Facts. And I like my Lakers to come out on top. Okay. With this thing. We're going to come out on top okay. and assert ourselves because we got to we gotta, we gotta right the ship. Okay. Because I wasn't too happy about that Milwaukee loss. No. We got to right the ship, man. We got to get it right. And then if you want to. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the you have to beat the teams that are who considered the best in the NBA. Facts. You have to. You cannot lose to Milwaukee and then come by Christmas Day and lose to the Clippers, who just got smoked by the Houston Rockets. Facts. You Facts. can't. You cannot do that. Yeah. So my legs are going to show up and show out Christmas yes, Day. Yes, sir. I'm going to echo Black sentiments, man. I'm so super excited for this game. Just like Black. Uh, when this game was announced, man, I, I was like, yes, sir. This is what we need, and this is what we want, and this is what we're going to get. You got two of the three best teams of the league on the floor, because I'm not going to disrespect uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, because Giannis is playing out of his damn mind. All right, but what we're going to see here, man, is going <sighs> to – the first game between these two teams, it was the first game of the year. The Clippers won. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna take the credit away. PG wasn't on the floor. Kawhi was out there. You know, uh, Kuzma wasn't out there. It was a lot of pieces that wasn't around the first time we played. But it's looking like everybody's gonna be healthy. So I'm kind of glad that the Lakers. I'm not a low management guy, but I'm glad that the Lakers are sitting Braun with this back issue that he has going on. Letting them rest up. Letting them get healthy. Give them at least four days of rest uh, before we play on Christmas Day. Now let's get down to it. This game is full of stars. Kawhi, PG, LeBron, AD. You got dogs out there like Ronda versus Pat Bev. You got up-and-coming superstars out there uh, with Kyle Kuzma. You got Rough Riders out there like uh, Tez, Montrez Harrell, and, 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 and you got Caruso. You, you just got a whole laundry list of talent that's going to be out here on this floor. I think this game is going to be fast-paced. Until we get to the fourth quarter, I think this game is going to turn to a defensive struggle in the fourth quarter. Points are going to be at a premium when you get to the fourth quarter. People comparing Kawhi and PG uh, as being the best wing defender since Scotty and Michael. I can see that. I mean, you're looking at two of the two of the most dominant defensive wing players that are in the game right now with Kawhi and PG. But here's the thing. Who going to guard AD? 
Montrez Harrell? No. <laughs> Y'all gonna bring Zubak in? No. Who gonna guard Anthony Davis? And Black, this is the game that I want to see. Anthony Davis balled out versus the Bucks. He had 30, 15, and 9, or something like that against the Bucks. He balled out mm-hmm. on a bum ankle. But this is a game I want to see where the Lakers and LeBron. LeBron, we know you great. But this ain't this ain't this ain't a game for LeBron. This is a game for Anthony Davis to set the tone, let the Clippers know you better go get somebody. Because who you got on your roster right now, I'm a terrorizer. I'm talking, I want to see a 40-piece from AD. Ain't nobody capable of stopping him on the Clippers. No one. And I want to see AD be assertive, be aggressive, and do what he can do to set the tone. And then, oh, bombs away, three-point Danny Green. Bombs away, Troy Daniels, three-point. Bombs away, Kyle Kuzma, three-point, and slash it to the basket. This is the game where I think the Lakers say, hey, Let's put it on display. Let's show the world what we can do. And, of course, I'm going to pick my Lakers to win. I think it's going to be a close one, maybe even a one- or two-point game, Black. But I think the Lakers will prevail because they don't want to go down two games or nothing to the Clippers in the season because we got to play them two more times. We don't. I know they don't want that. So I think the Lakers going to be motivated and they're going to be ready to go. And I'm going to roll with the Lakers, man, to take care of business. Of course we are on the sports desk on Christmas Day. But we're not going to be biased here. Let's go to this Bucks and 76ers game, man. A lot of talent on the floor. You got Embiid, you got Simmons, you got Giannis. What do you think going to happen in this game? Who you think going to take this game, man, between the Bucks and the Sixers? Yeah, man, I think this is going to be a good one, too, behind uh... – Behind the Lakers and uh, the Clippers, I think this is the next best game uh, mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's star-studded, man. A lot of talent on the floor. Um, um, I'm kind of stuck in between this one a little bit because um, I think I think the Sixers show up Christmas Day. Okay. I think they show up Christmas Day and, um, mm. and handle business. Okay. I'm going to roll with the Clippers okay. in the upset here. Uh, I think Giannis do, does his thing, but sure. I, think, I think the Clippers, you know, defensively. I mean, I think... I think the Sixers defensively get it together, kind of slow everybody else down with uh, with the Bucks and, and get a win at home on Christmas okay. Day. But uh, I like <clears throat> I like Embiid. To, you know he's been struggling here lately, but I like him to get back on track because uh, this is an important game for them. You know, yeah. and I think the Bucks already beaten them twice, if I'm not mistaken. They beat them once. Already. They beat them once already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is a big game for them too because. We were potentially talking about them being the number one seed in, in the East. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. At one yeah. point before the season started. So, mm-hmm. I think this game right here is a big game for the Sixers. And I like them to pull out the win, a close win. Okay. Yeah, same here. Um, I kind of think at home in Philly on Christmas Day, I'm going to go with the home team. I think Embiid and Simmons play well. Good energy. Uh, even though Giannis is going to do his thing, I don't know if Eric Bledsoe will be back uh, for – for um. For the Bucks, but um, George Hill and 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 the Lopez brothers, uh, Middleton, these guys are playing well for uh, for uh, Milwaukee right now. They're they're looking real good, but I think that energy at home for Philly is going to be a little too much uh, for the Bucks. Won't be surprised if the Bucks win. Don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna definitely uh, stick with Philly. Close game, like Black said, maybe a three to five point win uh, for Philadelphia. All right, so uh, y'all stay tuned, man, on Christmas Day. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll be tweeting. We'll be doing all that on Christmas Day, uh, giving our uh, an analyst views on what we're watching on the screen. So next, man, we're we, uh, we going to get into it here, man. I've been teasing this on Twitter, man, all week long. We had, we, we, we had, we had a conversation that came out, Black, and the conversation was Kevin Garnett was on, the Bill, on Bill Simmons' podcast this past week, and Kevin Garnett came on there. And he said he, he he laid some some bars down. He let some stuff go. We're gonna we're gonna kind of 
Now, we're going to play this clip, man, and let y'all hear what uh, KG had to say, man. Those were clutch major threes. Who's getting better? Going in the Miami series, 2-2 at Miami game five. Right. Celts win in Miami, and they're talking all kinds of shit to LeBron. Uh -huh. All kinds of shit that whole game. Correct or that? incorrect? Uh, You're trying to get in his head. You feel like you can break LeBron at this point? Uh, we broke LeBron. In game five. So get your ass out of here with that, all right? <laughs> you understand how you got the Cleveland, how you got the Miami bill? You remember That's that? true. You broke okay, them into so that Okay, so remember that, all right? Fair so enough. stop bringing that up, all right? Fair enough. So they was talking <laughs> to him, okay? The media and the league knew that they had an agenda in which we weren't part of the agenda. You understand? Right. And that's how they end up winning that series. Yeah, I said it. Do you think you pushed LeBron too far in game five? Because game six, far? he was unbelievable. You think you gave him the eye of the tiger? Pushed him too far? <laughs> Nothing? Man, listen, let me say something to you. The C's, we didn't give a fuck about LeBron. We didn't feel LeBron, and we didn't think that he can beat all five of us. And that's how it felt. He was trying to consolidate because he didn't want the pressure on him. Mm. You understand? Mm. See, you now understand? we're getting somewhere. See, well, you see what you something. did? Uh, I'm still mad upset. about it. I feel like we could have beaten them. I'm sure, I'm, but we weren't part of the agenda. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The agenda was Miami. He wasn't going to Miami to be like Cleveland. Right. You know what I'm saying? Wade did break and Rondo's knew. elbow tried and to. didn't even get he suspended. He tried to. He tried to. Oh. Remember he had the big Listen, armrest. listen, bro. Yeah, listen, yeah, that's yeah. sensitive to all of us. That's Listen, a lot of people think that it's sports. If you had D-Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron over in this corner, you mm -hmm. had me. T.A., I'm just making these names up. Maybe yeah. Paul and Rondo yeah. right here. Yeah. It'll be the, it'll be a what's up, and it'll be cool and respect, but it won't be any, like, fraternizing. It ain't going to really? be like, yo, how the family? It won't be none oh, of wow. that. No, it's real. We do, they don't f*** with us. forever, huh? don't f*** with them. But it's cool, though. It's, it's yeah. a mutual understanding in I which this. we have respect for each other, but it won't be. Like, when I did the interview with D-Wade, that was me having to interview D-Wade. But part of me... You know, that, that he knows, and, and, and he knows. And we talked about that off camera, and it was an understanding. But everybody knows that that's in there. We go to All-Star Games, they on that side, we right here. Wow. Okay, so that was Kevin Garnett on the Bill Simmons podcast. Now, Black, I'm, I'm going to just ask you to let me have this for a few minutes, man. Go ahead, but, my boy. But before, but before I give my, my take on Kevin Garnett, I think Shannon Sharp, man, he spoke. All the words that I really want to say to Kevin Garnett, but I have a few more. So I'm going to play a clip from Shannon Sharp uh, in response to Kevin Garnett saying that he broke LeBron James. So, uh, yeah, let's play that clip right now. Those were clutch major threes. I'm sorry. Going to the Miami. Yeah, we don't want to hear any more of that rhetoric. All right, yeah, let's play it. Here we go. Oh, Shannon, is KG right? KG, KG sound like a fool. Hmm. And think about what he just said, Skip. He said the C's didn't fear, didn't fear LeBron because we didn't feel he, our, he could beat our five. Mm -hmm. He's talking about three first ballot Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Rondo is a fringe. We remain to be seen. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about beating a 24, 25-year-old LeBron James. Now, that was, Skip, think about this. It was KG, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Kendrick Perkins, Tony Allen, Tony Allen and Rasheed Wallace came off the bench. Going against LeBron James, Mo Williams, Antoine Jameson, Tony Parker, 37-year-old Shaq, and Anderson Barajal. Mm. So, KG, since you want to took it this since you got so much to say right now. <laughs> I just want to know one thing. Did Kobe and Shaq break your ass? 
Mm. What about Tim Duncan and Tony Parker and Ginobili? Mm. Because you remember for 12 years he was in the Western Conference. Mm. Kevin Garnett got out of the first round, Jenny, one time. Mm. As the number one seed in 2004, he was the MVP. Mm -hmm. He got bounced by Shaq and Kobe. Mm -hmm. So in other words, Tim Duncan broke his ass mm -hmm. because they didn't fear Kevin Garnett. Mm -hmm. yeah, he had, Kevin Garnett was one of the first guys that had a no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. So in order for him to get from Minnesota yeah. to Boston, what did he have to do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> he talked about wanting to win a championship. He had to go link up. Mm -hmm. Now, Kevin Garnett came out in 1995. So I'm going to pick up from Uncle Shay Shay, Uncle Shannon Shaw speaking that gospel. I'm gonna pick this, I'm gonna pick it up right here. Kevin Garnett had a no trade clause in Minnesota. He had a no trade clause. The, the, the year that he was the number one seed in the Western Conference with Latrell Sprewell and, and Sam Cassell at the point, and they had the number one, they were the number one seed in the Western Conference. Mm -hmm. He won the MVP that year, but they ran into the Shaq and Kobe Lakers and they got them boys out of here in five in the Western Conference Finals. That very next season, that very next season, Kevin McHale was a GM of the Minnesota Timberwolves. And guess what he asked for? He asked for that trade clause to be broken. And guess where he wanted to go? Because Doc Rivers got on the phone, and he, Danny A. got on the phone, and they said, we can get you, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce together, and we can win a championship. And guess who co-signed that? Kevin Garnett. Because you want to know why he co-signed that? Because the Smurfs were smacking him upside the head every year. The Lakers were smacking him upside the head every year. So let's transition into when he got to Boston. Bruh, Shaquille O'Neal was 48 years old. The starting center for LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Anderson Varejao was his starting power forward. Antoine Jameson. Who are these people? Uh, uh, Booby Gibson. Delonte, who, these are the people LeBron had going against Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce, Kendrick Perkins, Rajon Rondo, Tony Allen, the best defender in the league at that time on the perimeter, the greatest shooter who ever played Ray Allen. This is who LeBron James got with him going to the playoffs to play the Celtics? <laughs> and you want to sit up here and say you broke LeBron James? How? How did you do that, Kevin Garnett? How did you do that? So let's fast track. So LeBron said, okay, y'all want to link up? Because uh, Paul Pierce, you can't beat LeBron on your own. Ray Allen, you can't beat LeBron on your own. Kevin Garnett, you want to beat LeBron on your own. So y'all want to go link up, and y'all did what y'all had to do. And guess what? You got your championship out of it. Congratulations. You got your ring. Well done. But then LeBron James took control. And he said, okay, I'm a free agent. Key words, free agent. I'm going to go link up with my people. D-Wade, you want to run? Chris Bosh, you want to run? Let's go down to South Beach. Let's make this thing happen. They get down there, smack them boys. Boston ain't beat Miami in the series when they got down there. Got them boys out of here. And, oh, yeah, let's go when it was two, when it was three games to two. In Boston. Boston had a chance to close out the Miami Heat. In Boston. But guess what happened to you, KG, on your neck, 45, 10, and 12? <laughs> yeah, that happened on your watch, KG. And then you went back to South Beach and got dunnied up. And we got shot in here in seven. Heat went on to win that first championship. Okay, let's go on to the next season. You lose again to the Heat in the second round. Get you out of here in five games. La-da-da, la-da-da. And here's where I'm going with this. So, KG, you said and Paul Pierce said we can't win here no more. There's a guy in Brooklyn that's playing for the Nets right now, Joe Johnson. He's on a terror right now. 
So let's go upstairs. Let's ask Danny Ainge. Can he call the Brooklyn Nets? We'll break our no trades clause here in Boston. And can you trade us to the Brooklyn Nets? And guess what they did? They traded him there. You got Joe. You got Paul. And you got uh, KG in Brooklyn. Everybody's excited. Joe Johnson is a piece that they need to knock off LeBron James. <laughs> Five. The Heat, five. Get him out of here in five. So, Kevin Garnett, breaking LeBron James when you sitting up here with an all-star Hall of Fame class and, and LeBron out here playing with some JV squad in, in, in eastern Ohio that, that's with him, you got to cut that out. Like, you whack for that, KG. Like, you know what time it was, man, when y'all played them boys. And then y'all want to say he quit? You want to say LeBron quit in Cleveland? What, what you mean? What y'all want him to do? He averaged 30. What you want him to do in Cleveland? So Kevin Garnett, and the thing is, I love KG. He one of my favorite players of all time, but I can't ride with him on this. He dead wrong. He dead wrong for going on here and talking and, and running that yak like they did something. bro. Y'all ain't do nothing, bro, because if you was a real G and you wanted to hold down where you was at, you would have tried to try and stay and beat Kobe and Shaq. You would have tried to beat Tony, Timmy, and Manu. You would have tried to handle them boys, but you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't, KG. So, that's my spiel. Tighten up, Kevin Garnett. You know what it was, my boy. You know what it was. And then when the, when the, when the tables, because eventually, Black, the tables, the odds got even. That year when Miami played Boston, ain't nobody know who was going to win that series. Nobody did. No, that was a heavyweight championship yes, bout that went seven games. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And you lost. And you came back next year and you got beaten five. KG chill, man. But the league didn't want to see y'all there. Yeah, though. yeah, 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 yeah. And then you want to say it was the engine of the NBA that had the Heat win the championship. Yo, KG, stop it, dog. You too much a veteran in the game. You too much a great player to be out here talking that stupidity, bruh. And if you just so happen to hear this, my name is Dedra L. Hicks Jr. And you can find me on Twitter at Dedra Hicks Jr. And we can talk about it, KG. I hope you see it one day. <laughs> but Black, what you got on that, man? Look, man. I ain't going to spend a lot of time here, D, because you basically said everything that needed to be said. Foolishness. First of all, Kevin Garnett, you one of, you, you one of the players I look up to because of your grit. You're a tough guy. Yeah, man. No nonsense. Great bullshit player. guy. Yeah. You know, you're a rider for yours. Mm-hmm. That's what you need in the NBA. Facts. But, to come, but for you to come for the king, <laughs> that's so wrong of you, my guy. Crazy, bro. It's so wrong of you. It's crazy. First of all, I want to go here when you say that he quit in Cleveland. LeBron didn't quit in Cleveland. LeBron was going through a bunch of fucking turmoil in Cleveland. Facts. He had one of his teammates smashing his moms. Yes. He had he had so much going on behind the scenes Correct. that it just took a toll on what was going on with him on the court. Mm-hmm. Who, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't when they're going through life stuff, real life stuff? Real life. Whole organization turned on LeBron. Whole organization. They didn't want to get the man what he needed. Correct. They didn't want to get him no help. They want to get him leftover yeah, players. They didn't want to give him leftover players. He, they didn't on, want to man. give him what he needed. Come no on. no one wanted to come to Cleveland and even team up with LeBron nah, nah, at that point in time. Because nah. no one wanted to play in Cleveland. Because Cleveland wasn't hot stuff then. The greatest player in the game? Okay, go ahead, Black. My bad. Kevin Garnett, I just want to say this about you. In the times that LeBron been to the in, in the playoffs... With Cleveland, when he when he's played you, I'm pretty sure it's been a number of times where he's bodied your ass, nuts on your head. Easily. We have Easily. the footage. We have the footage. We have footage. So for you to speak on a man who done put his nuts in your mouth, on your head, 
you need to shut up, bro. Please. You shouldn't have a word to say about this man. For one thing, you should be giving him his utmost respect. No doubt. Because then when he did that, you was considered one of the best defensive players in oh, the facts. league. Oh, facts. And they were one of the better the defensive league. teams. And they were one of the better the defensive league. teams. Facts. And LeBron James, no matter who he had, y'all got their all. Mm-hmm. Y'all got their all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no matter what, when, Le- when when y'all when y'all beat LeBron and them when they had to go back to Boston for a game seven, LeBron still had a forty five piece in a loss. In a loss, he was in a duel with Paul Pierce. In a loss, and you can potentially say he won that duel uh, between Paul Pierce. Facts. Where were you, where were you at, KG? What were you doing in those games? You want where to drop you a forty? At? You want to drop a thirty? It wasn't because of you. It was because of Paul Pierce. Come on, man. Come so, on. So. Respect the king. Come on, man. Come Don't on, do man. that, man. Utmost Don't do respect. that. You a great player, bro. You, Come on, KG, man. Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce was a starter all the big three bullshit anyway. Facts. People don't never want... That's why I hate when people say they started this. Yeah. No, they didn't. And those fools... You, that, you listeners who listen to this, no. LeBron James didn't start that shit. He went and teamed up with two other superstars <laughs> because he wanted to beat Boston and, and, get, and win a championship. So he had to do what he had to do. And let's keep in mind... People who say they got traded there. They got traded. No, 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 no. They asked to be traded to Boston. They had no, Ray Allen and KG had no trade clauses in their contract. So guess what that means, Black? You got to give the green light the one to be traded, correct? And that's what they did. And I want to say Come this. Come on, man. And, 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 and I know we still, we talking about the same thing. And, and for people, because I, I just, I just hate all of this, man. I hate it because so many people be hating on LeBron and what he do and all this and that. He got to go team up. No, man, I don't want to hear that bullshit. That's the way the league was. That's the way the league was. Why you think KD went to the Warriors? Because he wasn't going to be able to beat LeBron by himself. Yes, he wasn't going to get nowhere with Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to get anywhere. That's why he went to the Warriors. Everybody has done it. But LeBron James being the face of the league, he's the one that get all the blame for it. No, it should be KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. Definitely and KG, then, Ray Allen. And then, if you want to take it that far, LeBron James went to a Miami team who was trash the year before. They who were, were trash. Horrendous. Didn't even make the playoffs. Horrendous. They were horrendous. Yep. So, Paul Pierce, man. KG, chill. Please don't speak on the king no more. KG, or you can chill. get your ass back on the court and get blessed again. Bless. Cause yeah. you already see we already blessing people in year 17. What were you doing in year 17? Barely can make it on a court. Facts. Facts. So yeah. KG. So, yeah. So KG, just chill just on chill, LeBron, bro. bro. I understand you you feel a certain type of way. I would feel a certain type of way too sure. if LeBron didn't baptize me a few you, times. You too. went to war. You went to war with these guys. I understand the competitive nature. I understand the competitive nature when you go to war with someone. And when you battle these guys year in and year out. I get it. And I want to say something. If whoever got has Twitter, I want y'all to go look at NBA. If y'all follow uh NBA on Twitter, they put some footage up of LeBron and KD KG in uh, the series, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was the series when they won their first championship. But LeBron was holding the ball out. He was screaming, yeah, in yeah. the camera. Yeah, they was about to eliminate you ain't KG, well, you was talking that shit then. You, you ain't want none of that smoke then. Ain't nothing to say. You but you want to talk about it when he was Cleveland, though. But when he got to Miami, you ain't have much to nothing to say. Yeah, man. Because you know that was coming to an end, my boy, because the king was coming. Yo. It was the king time. It was my man time. Fact. Y'all did it. Y'all got y'all the championship like D said. You got to chill. Kudos to y'all. You got to chill. But my guy went and did something that y'all did first, 
and yep. got his rings too. So now, now you want to talk. If you want to talk, you to blame for all this shit, KG. Facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty much it for that. So, um, and again, Kevin Garnett is a great player, one of the greatest defensive players. He is a top two, top three, power four all time. Maybe top two, if you want to keep it real, is Duncan, Dirk, and KG. So not disrespecting KG at all, but for him to sit up there and yap and run his mouth like he did about LeBron, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. So I'm done with that. We're finished with that. And yeah. That's our take on KG talking crazy. All right, so we're going to wrap up the NBA. The 2020 Hall of Fame class uh, nominees was announced uh, this week. And so dope, man. You had top in the list. And I'm glad his name is first because it needs to be. Five-time NBA champion, a gazillion-time All-Star, former MVP, Kobe Bean the Mamba Bryant, my guy. (laughs) My favorite player to ever play basketball, Kobe Bryant, top that list. Followed by the great, another five-time champion, Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental, all right? Probably, in my opinion, he's the greatest power forward to ever play. Followed by Kevin Garnett, uh, one of the greatest defensive players, grit, grind, toughness, attitude, could score the basketball. He was a freak of nature when he got to the league, and he pretty much was pretty much dominant his entire time in the NBA. And then you got Chris Bosh, man. I, I, I was happy to see Bosh's name because Bosh don't get the credit he deserved. He's the one when he went to Miami and got his two rings, had to take the back seat. People kind of forgot about Bosch because of the dominance and the greatness of LeBron and D-Wade. But Chris Bosch is a 20 and 20 and 10 guy his entire career. So shout out to Bosch. Sean Marion made the list as well, the, a.k.a. The Matrix. Uh, Mike Finley made the uh, the list as well. Uh, former Dallas Maverick, great player, got a championship in his, uh, in a, in, in later in his career. And then you got Tamika Catchings and you got Swing Cash, all right? Uh, two elite uh, women's basketball players that round up the nominees, first-time nominees list. So, congrats to those guys. I'm going to be glued to the screen. I, I, I rarely catch Hall of Fame speeches. I caught Jordans. I caught Magic and Birds. I'm definitely going to be catching Kobe's, all right, So, because I know he getting in. So, shout-out to those guys uh, for being nominated. And uh, hopefully we all know they are, though, making the Hall of Fame. All right, all right, all right. So, let's take a break. Let's see. Let's breathe it in. Let's breathe out, Black. You know, we hey, kind of had a good to, one, man. Yeah, we had to get <laughs> off on it, bro. We just, we not going to let this. Yeah. If, if anybody not going to let it ride, the sports this ain't going to let it ride. Yeah, we not it, letting it ride, got bro. Me sweat. KG got me sweating in yeah, here, man. man. All, right, all right, all right. So, let's <laughs> shake that off. Let's kind of switch gears here. Let's kind of transition. And college football. All right, we got some interesting stuff going on this weekend. We're going to kick it off before we get into recruiting and early signing day. We got the playoff this week, Black. We got the two playoff games taking place this week. Saturday and Black, I know you are super duper excited, just like me. And at um, let's see what time we're going here. At first, this Saturday on the twenty eighth, we got the Fiesta Bowl. All right, I'm trying to, I'm losing track of my of my games here, but we got the Fiesta Bowl taking place this Saturday night. Let me see who's in that because they got me all screwed up here. On the 28th, it is... Okay, so we got the... Excuse me. The Peach Bowl will be first. 4 o'clock. Number 4, Oklahoma versus number 1, LSU. That will be your 4 o'clock game. And then your 8 p.m. game, which I think they got it right. This needs to be the late game. Uh, The Fiesta Bowl. The Clemson Tigers, ranked number 3 versus the second-ranked Buckeyes of Ohio State. So, 
we talked about the bowls. We're going to give our predictions now. All right, so let's start with the Peach Bowl, Black. Oklahoma, LSU, who wins that game, or what are you expecting? Uh, I like that. I like that to be a. I think that was going to be a really good one. I think that's going to be a good one. I think both of the games going to be a good one, but I like LSU uh, by a touchdown in this one. Okay. I think Joe Joe Burrow continues to show us why he's the man, even though he's not going to be in too so much practice with the other guys, be on the road because he won the Heisman. But I think they come together and they get it done against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, excuse me for me. Uh, I'm also going to go LSU. I think it's going to be a close game. Touchdown, three-point game. I'm so tempted to pick Oklahoma because I love Jalen Hurts, man. I love his story. And I would love to see Oklahoma beat LSU. I would. Really? I would love to see it. Even though I have nothing against LSU, I have nothing against Joe Burrow, Coach O. Love Coach O. He's probably my favorite coach, you know what I'm saying, just to see his energy. But this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm talking about like 48-45 or 48-41. They're going to score a lot of points here. Yeah. But Burrow just being accurate. Burrow just hasn't missed anything. 80% completion rating throughout his entire Heisman winning season. And I don't see him slowing down against an Oklahoma defense who isn't nothing to be worried about. And I didn't. I just learned this. LSU was getting a lot of starters back. They had a lot of players hurt in the SEC championship game and and, and, it ended, and then for the end of the year for them. And they're getting a lot of starters back on defense. Okay. So uh, LSU might be a little bit stronger uh, uh, than pre- previously reported. So I'm going to go with the Tigers as well in a close one. I'm talking about razor close. Tigers advance to the national championship game. All right, the Fiesta Bowl. Black, <laughs> who you got winning the Fiesta Bowl? And what are you expecting out of this game? Well, man, look, uh, I'm expecting a good game out of this one as well, but uh, it's something to be said about the Clemson Tigers here. Talk to him. And it's something to be said about Dabo Sweeney at this Talk time Talk to him, Black. All year long. Let me get this off real quick. All year Facts. long, the defending national championship team has been shitted on. Disrespect. Disrespected the whole year. Number three. Number three in the playoff. Y'all have them number three. Reigning defender. And then you're <laughs> then you're gonna put them up against who y'all been saying is the best team in college football all, all year. Around. All year. All year. All year. All year. D, I think it's gonna be a good one. Facts. But uh and I think you would agree with me. I really think Clemson is going to show why the, the, the defending national championships champions mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a statement game to remind everybody, yeah, we may be in the ACC, but we still that damn team. We still that damn team. Not to disrespect what Ohio State has been doing, mm-hmm. but Ohio State hasn't played a Clemson. No. They haven't played a Clemson. People must forget, Clemson has a top five defense, Facts. a top five offense, Facts. just like Ohio State. Dabo Sweeney are going to have these boys ready to rock and roll. Facts. His quarterback, we call him Sunshine here on the sports desk. Sunshine. Will be ready to rock and roll because he's been slept on all year. All year. That's crazy. But we all know what happens when playoff time comes since Clemson's been in the playoffs. We always get the best out of Clemson, win or lose. Win or lose. There's only one time I've known the Clemson Tigers to really be embarrassed in the playoff, and that was against Alabama in the semifinals. But when they get to the championship, they compete. When they get in the playoffs, they compete. 
This is the perfect setting for Dabo Sweeney to go back to back. I love it. I love it. But I got I got I got Clemson by 14, man. Oh. I got the Clemson Tigers by two touchdowns. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love it actually. Uh for me, first of all, I hope these playoff games are competitive and I hope they are good cuz we have not got good playoff games. We haven't we had some good national championship games. We had in my recent memory, Oklahoma Georgia was you know, a great game. I just hope these games are good. But back to the Fiesta Bowl. I'm also going to go the Clemson Tigers. And I'm going to be quick with it. The coaching. Mr. Day versus Mr. Sweeney. You got a two-time national champion against a guy who's running the program, doing a good job so far, first time ever in his career, in the atmosphere, in a setting like this. And it's something to be said about coaching. It's something to be said about coaches who put their players and their team, I mean, their players in the organization and in the right direction, getting them focused, getting their minds ready to go for such a task as this. Ohio State has been said they have been the best team in college football all season long. And the only reason LSU is the number one team in this playoff is because of their resume. That's the only reason they're number one. I think they should be number one anyway, but consensus. ESPN, Fox Sports 1, anybody who you would listen to say, oh, yeah, Ohio State's it. Well-oiled machine, offense, defense, special teams, they are it. Okay. We're going to see if you it because them boys is uh, waiting for you. <laughs> Dabo Sunshine, NTN, those Ross, them receivers, they ready. <laughs> they are the reigning and defending champions. If Dabo... If Dabo Sweeney wins this title this year, that'd be three and four years. And we're going to have a talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have definitely. a talk. We're going to have a talk. We're not going to do it now. But we're just letting y'all know <laughs> if Dabo wins three and four, we're going to have a conversation. But I'm going to go Clemson. I'm going to go a seven-point game. I'm going to say Clemson wins by a touchdown. The reason I'm saying is, and I, I cannot forget, I, I'm forgetting my man named the running back from Ohio State. I know Justin Fields is the quarterback, but the running back Dobbs. for Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah. He a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. And if they come in with the game plan of running and throwing, running and throwing 50-50, kind of keeping Clemson guessing on the defense, they're going to be able to score. They're going to be able to score. De- Clemson's defense, they have had their struggles this year, but they came strong late in the year when they just say, you know what the hell with this? We finna show y'all who we are and what we about. But they have explosive players on offense Ohio State does, but I don't think it'll be enough. I think Ross and NTN and Sunshine and the coaching of Dabo Sweeney and this defense coming on late, I think that's going to be the reason why Clemson advances to play LSU for the national championship um, January 13th. I think that's that date, and we'll talk about that game at a later date if it comes to fruition or whoever's playing in that game. But I think it's going to be a good one. I hope both of these games are going to be good ones, and I hope when we come and do the sports desk next week, episode 36, that we are forced to open up with two great playoff games, man. Because consensus-wise, these are the best four teams all year. All year. All year long, these have been the best four teams, and I'm looking forward to it, Black. And I just, you know what, D? I don't think we doing that boy enough justice, man. Okay. You have been one of the ones who said that boy's coming. Huh. You've been one of the ones. Yes, I have. Even when your man's right here said, D, oh, I don't yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah, man. You've been calling out this for years, man. People may think I'm biased. I may not agree with me, but 
My team is in the ACC. Mm-hmm. My team has to deal with this team every year. Jesus. We've been seeing this every year. You know, most of y'all teams, you may not watch Clemson. You may say they oh, they they suck in the ACC. They When they get to the playoff, they fresh. That's why they look so good. Okay, whatever it may be. <laughs> whatever it may be. I'm going to tell you this much. Ohio State, you projected top corners over there. You mm-hmm. better be ready. Mm-hmm. You better be ready. Mm-hmm. That uh, Ohio State projected projected offensive lineman on that O-line, you better be ready. Because in Clemson, it's, 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 it's going to be something, man. I <laughs> Look, I'm high on Clemson, man, and I just I just don't see I just don't see it, man. I, it's something about a team like Clemson being disrespected the way they've been disrespected All year. in my eyes. All year. It's something to be said about that. I think and Dabo being the coach that he is, you don't think you listeners and whoever's listening to this, you don't think Dabo Sweeney going to have his guys ready to rock and roll? Yeah. And I think that's the edge. I think that's <laughs> I, I think that's going to be the advantage, Dabo. Oh, man, I can't I can't wait. I'm excited. And those kids been there. Those kids and kids has been there. They got rings. Most of those kids have rings already. Like Ross and them boys, they got championships. Sunshine, they got championship. Like they know what's up. Them boys know what it take, man. And not only that, everyone was saying the whole year, oh man, they losing all this on the defensive line. They ain't lost a lot. Plug and play guys. Plug and play. Who's been there to see it done. And they took them a while to get going, but look at them now. Look, man, I'm excited, man. We're going to see. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. This Saturday, four and eight. All right. All right, so we had uh we got some recruiting going on. You know, shout out to my boy James Dangleman, Cedric Farr. These guys are huge on the recruiting trail. Uh, last Wednesday was early sign early signing day. Last Wednesday, and my man Black gonna run down some notable signees uh all over the country uh who are going to be going to school early, getting ready to go. And of course, in February, we're going to have a full length uh run on actual signing day in February. So Black. Kind of let us know, man, who's going where, what you notice, what you like. You know, what was the big signings of that day? Yeah, man, uh, this is my time of year, man, for college. Uh, for high schoolers going into college, man, this I, I love it. If no one paid attention to me on uh, last Wednesday, I was on Twitter all day. All day just retweeting, you know, different things. You know, a little more about Florida State than usual. But, you know, that's my team, okay? I'm going to tweet about them. But it was a good day uh, in, in recruiting, man. Uh, we had... We had some good players uh, sign with their teams early. So I'm just going to run down uh, the number one overall player in the ESPN 300, Julian Fleming, wide receiver. Uh, he signed with Ohio State okay. on Wednesday. We had the number two player, uh, Desmond Evans, defensive end, signed with North Carolina. Shout out to... Uh, Fighting Mike Browns. Fighting Mike Browns, man. Got, a, got the number one overall best defensive player to come to, to, come to Carolina. So that's a good look for him. Uh, number three player here, we have Miles Murphy, defensive end, signed with Clemson. We have uh, Jordan Brunch, defensive end, committed to South Carolina but didn't sign. So that's something to watch out for. Okay. He didn't sign his letter of intent, so he still might be up in the air. But he's committed to South. He committed to South, South Carolina, Carolina but didn't sign. Okay. So that's something to watch out for. And then we have, you know, just I'm going to go ahead and run down the, the, the top 10 players. We have uh, Darnell Washington, uh, top tight end in the class, number six overall player. He hasn't committed yet to anyone. And then we have number seven uh, player, Zachary Evans, running back, the top running back in this class. Uh, he's, he's looking like he's going to be a lean towards Texas 
or Texas A&M. So okay. uh, he's going to stay. He's staying close to home. And then at uh, uh, number eight, we have Chris Barswell, defensive end, committed to Alabama. And then at number nine, we have Justin. We have Justin Flo, outside linebacker, who shocked a lot of us. And uh, everyone thought he was going to be a USC UCLA guy, but he signed with Oregon. Okay. Top linebacker in this class. And then at number ten, we have uh, Sevian Smalls, outside linebacker, signed with Washington. So there's just those are the, just the top ten guys. Uh, what's going on? Who signed and who didn't? But you know we got some notables on here. We're going. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, Maryland. Maryland got uh, the number two overall receiver, Raheem Jarrett. He signed with Maryland and decommitted from um, Ohio State. So that was big for big Maryland. Big sign for them. You usually don't see a lot of kids, you know, going to Maryland like that, you mm-hmm. know. But this was he wanted he wanted to stay close to home. So shout out to Maryland. And then you know uh, we go down the list. Want to sh- show Florida a little love? They got the number one. Thir- they got the thirty one number. The number thirty one overall player, Antoine. Antoine Powell, defensive end. The Gators. The Gators, yes. Okay. And then uh, another player they have ranked at number 43 is uh, Drevon Dexter, uh, the number 43 all-player defensive tackle. Okay. He's, uh, he signed with Florida. So, you know, it's just a lot going on in, uh, in recruiting. We still we have February coming, uh, so we have a lot of more players that will, will be signing as well. Okay. So shout out to Florida State, man. What we did, what Florida State did, man. Yeah, man. We then what we got going on, man. We you want to you want to know something? Yeah, go ahead. You want to know something, man? It's been a ride, man. Okay. It's been a ride. But I want to say, I'm highly, highly pleased at what Mike Norvell did in ten days. Facts. D in ten days. Yes, sir. We may not, they may not be the top cream of the crop. They might not be all that, but we got 17 letters of intent signed on early signing period. In 10 days, we got 17 people to sign with Florida State. That's big. That's a big deal. 10 days on the job for Mike Norvell. And I'm just gonna run down some of the guys that we have here. I'm not, I'm not gonna say everyone, but the, the top overall player for our class. From Orlando, we have uh, Demarion Tate, cornerback, six-one cornerback from Orlando, Florida. That was our—he was our top overall commit, and he—and he signed. And not only did he sign, he was the first one to sign that day, that morning, eight o'clock. He signed and said, "Everyone, he's—he's he's Florida State through and through." Mm, let's go. So we got—and this was a good one. This was one that shocked me because I didn't think we were going to get him. Right receiver. Kentron Portier. If no one knows who that is, that is the actor's grandson. Uh, what's the guy with the actor? Sydney Portier. Portier's grandson. Okay. If no one uh, knew that, and then uh, we got we have a four star, another four star receiver, Brian Robinson. This guy was was leaning between Miami and Florida State, and we sh- we closed the door and was able to get him to sign with us. So and that was yeah, another ain't, big. Ain't nobody get. going to Miami. These yeah. Days. And then we uh, and then <laughs> we have uh. Jaquez Douglas, he's an athlete, one of the top athletes in his class, and he signed with Florida State as well. We're still waiting on a few, but I just want to say overall for this for this Florida State class, this man did a good job. Coming into coming into last Wednesday on, on signing day, we were ranked 26. And with these signings, we got up to 21. Okay. So and it jumped that's a good jump. 
that's good for us from from dealing with what we had to deal with. What what about that quarterback who we flipped from Louisville? Oh, he be, he been getting you. I was finna get there. Okay, he been getting uh yeah. I've been seeing flipped, a lot about that. We flipped the quarterback from Louisville. Big time get for us. Four star, right? If no one's been paying attention to Florida State in two years of in uh, Willie Taggart's reign, mm. we didn't get one quarterback. Zip zero. Mike Norvell was on a job ten days. I'm gonna keep saying it to y'all. Ten days. Facts. And got two quarterbacks. Facts. Most notable, Chubby Purdy. Yes, Louisville commit flipped and signed with us. He's an Arizona kid. A uh, big kid. He yep. uh he threw for four thousand yards and mm-hmm. rushed for over a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a big get for us. Um, I'm happy we got this guy, and then we got a a three star kid from out of uh Val Doster. Okay. Um, I can't remember. Hold on. I'm at. A, I can give you his name. Tate Rodemaker. Okay. So he was a flip from USC. I mean UCF. UCF. Yeah. No UCF. Yeah. U- Central Florida. USF. South Florida. South, South Florida. Florida. He okay. flipped from South Florida. But that's two quarterbacks in 10 days, man. Come on down. Come on down. Look, it may not be who y'all may want on y'all team, and I want to say this to my guy, Cedric Farr. <laughs> y'all might be getting the, the top-notch talent and we getting the bullshit. Call it what you want, my boy. But <laughs> let me tell you something. This coach we have, he going to bring this thing to where it need to be. We giving them some time. Yeah, they made we fun giving of them us, some man. Time. I saw, I saw I'm, I'm, will, I'm willing to bet you Dan Mullen didn't get two quarterbacks in ten days yeah, at seen, Florida, I seen but Dagerman and Florida you know it's it's, fun of us, man. it's 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 all good. We see in progress. <laughs> we see in progress in yeah, ten days. Yeah. We, this we didn't see progress in two years with Willie Taggart. We, we saw didn't nothing, see nothing. But we didn't losses, see nothing. But losses. But this just just the tip of the iceberg here. We got all the way to February, and there's still some names out there that that's being. Leak to Florida State. So I'm excited to see what it's going to end up Yes, being. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Coach Novell, man. The nose. Like Black said, you know, we might not have got the big names, but we got players that we need in our program. You know what I'm saying? And I'm excited about that, uh, the Chubba kid uh, coming out of Arizona. I saw, yeah. I went and watched his uh, tape. I went on Twitter and Wartran and 24-7-0. They was making a big deal about this kid. And I'll be the first to admit, you know, Black is more cemented in the recruiting than me. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm getting my feet wet, trying to get a hold of that recruiting as well. But from all the love I saw this kid getting, and for me watching his YouTube tape, got me a little excited, man, to see what this kid could bring to the table, see if he could help turn around Florida State. Yeah, he's so, going to be a good one, man. So shout out to Coach Norvell, and congrats to, matter, well, first of all, congrats to all the kids. No matter if you, where you sign, no matter where you go going to school, for you to have opportunity to sign a scholarship and, and go play the game of football for free and get a free education and all that for free. Now, you deserve to get paid, too. Let me say that, too. You deserve to get paid and get your money, but that's another talk. But congratulations to all you and all your families, man. So congrats to those kids, and we'll be keeping up uh, with the recruiting yeah. as we get closer uh, to signing day. And want right. to give a shout-out, too, before we move on. want to give a shout-out to Jeff, Sim- Jeff Sims. Okay. Previously committed to Florida State, but decommitted. He signed with Georgia Tech. Okay. So shout out to him. He's here from Sandalwood High School. Right. We want to give a shout out to him. And then we're going to give another shout out to Carson Beck. Yep. Mandarin High School from here in the city. He signed with Georgia. Yes, he did. Yes, sir. Right, shout out to those guys, man, around the city. All right, man. So we're going to stop by uh the WWE for one quick second. Today 
All right, man. So we're going to get into the WWE. Uh, normally we have a Fiend update, but we don't have one this week. Why we don't have one? Because he wasn't on SmackDown Friday night. So I don't know what's up with that. I don't I don't know why he took the week off. I don't know what WWE is trying to do, but my guy was not on television this week. So I know they're getting everything together for the Royal Rumble, but we don't have a fiend update so with that being said we're gonna rush through what did happen in the wwe this week and then we're gonna transition to high school basketball here in the city all right on monday night raw we we got this bobby lashley rusev lana storyline which is just utterly trash i'm just not a fan of it apparently rusev and i was apparently lana and bobby lashley are going to get married this monday night on Raw, just some garbage. I don't want to waste any more time on WWE. Do better. Bob Lashley already boring. And you wasting Rusev because Rusev is a real talent. And then you just parade and line around. I don't like it. Y'all tighten up with the storylines. The best thing they got going on Raw is uh, the Seth Rollins storyline. I'm getting more interested in that. He's slowly making this big heel change. He's uh, acquired the AOP, the Authors of Pain, this big, young, dominant tag team that are kind of like his 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 henchmen, his bodyguards, his protectors or whatever. And he now has a situation with Rey Mysterio, all right? So Rollins and Mysterio are going to battle for the United States Championship uh, coming up at a later date. So I'm kind of intrigued with that. Rollins is kind of taking out, you know, leadership guys on the in the raw locker room so kevin owens and i ray mysterio what so on and so forth so uh we'll see how it goes but that's basically what's happening on raw you know becky lynch and charlotte they're around doing their thing but nothing is really popping on raw i see they kind of giving ray mysterio a little push here lately you yeah know, him and beefing with brock and yeah. now you got seth Rock. Him and Seth Rollins yeah. getting to it. They're giving him a little push. Yeah, I think he's winding down. Usually you can see when a wrestler's, uh, a wrestler's winding down. Mm-hmm. Somebody like Ray Mysterio, who's been wrestling for almost 30 years, bro, like, yeah. I think he deserves it. You know, I think he's going to have a big spot at WrestleMania, too. We'll, ju- we'll see what that is, okay. all right? Uh, moving into SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, like I previously said. No Fiend, no Bray Wyatt, no nothing this week. No nothing. I don't really know what happened there. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to set it up something huge. But what did happen that could play a part uh, with Ray White, uh, the Fiend, defending his universal title at the Rumble. Apparently, you got King Corbin, who's hilarious, at, and he sucks at the same time, <laughs> with uh, Daniel Bryan, and then you have The Miz. All right, you have these three guys are all clamoring for a title shot. Now, if I'm not mistaken, I thought Daniel Bryan had the title shot. I'm pretty sure he is at least going to be in this match. But we could be looking at something interesting here. The Miz lost to... Bray Wyatt at TLC, but he's still in the storyline. And then you got King Corbin, who's been on a hell of a streak, hell of a year, King of the Ring winner. Now he wants to get into the title picture. And I knew that was coming with Corbin. He was going to get into the title picture. So something could be brewing there with Corbin, Daniel Bryan, and The Miz, you know, seeing who's going to be the next uh, opponent uh, for my guy, uh, The Fiend. So uh, we haven't got any more Hall of Fame news for the WWE. That's going to be coming as we get into the new year. But other than that, that's pretty much all that's going on in WWE for all of our wrestling listeners, all of our fans out there. So, y'all keep kicking it with us. We're going to be consistent with the WWE, giving you a review on SmackDown and Raw and everything like that. So, that's pretty much it for the WWE. Okay, we're going to uh, transition into high school basketball. My man Black's going to give us an update. I know the kids are getting out of school, and well, they are out of school. And, you know, we got some stuff going on in high school basketball. But we want to keep it consistent here at the sports desk. So, Black, kind of give us an update what's going on in the city with high school basketball. Yeah, man, we had uh, a few games. It hasn't been really much this uh, with the past week, but 
we had uh, we had some games last night, Saturday night. We had uh, they had an annual Christmas tournament over at Providence. So we had uh, first game we had we had Wolfson versus Fletcher, and Fletcher got the win against Wolfson, sixty-seven to forty-five. We had uh, okay, hold on. We had uh, Windermere Prep versus Providence, and Providence got the win, fifty-six to fifty-three. So. Uh, that's what we had going on here. But we had an, oh, other scores that we had here in the city going on. We had Andrew Jackson go to Fleming Island and get a win, 60-48. to 48. We had Paxton, who who played out of town this weekend in a tournament. I couldn't. I don't know the name of the tournament, but they played in a tournament somewhere in, here in South Florida. But they got a win against Miller Grove, 56-43. Mm. So we had, you know, had a few th- few good games, good games going on in the city here. We also had uh, uh, Orange Park get a win uh, as well against against oh man against Seacrest Academy forty three forty one. You know, just it's it's kids out of school, but we still had a little basketball going on uh, on Saturday. But you know, we're going to continue. You know, another week coming up, they're going to be out of school, so. But I know we do have the annual Christmas Christmas tournament at Andrew Jackson over the weekend. So we'll be getting out there to try to catch some of those games and keep you updated on what's going on with those games as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to all the high school kids playing basketball who hooping, hooping right now. Uh, of course, me and Black going to get out there and uh, see what's going on with all the kids. So shout out Duval County and the high school basketball scene. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap it up here. We're going to get into our uh, things to watch for. Uh, segment, a few things to talk about, man, before we get out of here. Uh, as we previously mentioned, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, sets new reception record, 145 receptions uh, this season, previously held by Marvin Harrison, who had 143, I think it was, 144. But uh, that's an impressive record. Uh, Blacksmith saying Thomas is the best in the league, and with that kind of record, how can you dispute it? Uh, also, this past Saturday night, we had Jermel Charlo, Regained his super welterweight championship, uh, defeating Tony Harrison by TKO in the 10th round, I believe it was. Uh, great fight. Charlo was on a mission. Tony Harrison was game. He was being strategic. Uh, good fight there. What it you thought about that, fight. Black? Man, it was a good fight, man. Yeah. Uh, he knocked him out in the 11th round. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good fight. Entertaining fight. Both of these guys uh, bring their best, but Charlo just wanted this thing more. He's he on a mission to get his belt back. And you can tell and from the beginning. Yeah. He didn't leave it in the judges' hands. Right. He, he got that boy out of here. Yep. So shout out Charlo, man, Jamel, for winning his belt back. All right. Uh, also, some news at the WWE. Uh, the rated R superstar, Edge, could be returning to the ring. Now, Edge had to retire a few years back with a neck injury. And. It looks like he got a gift from God like Daniel Bryan did. Daniel Bryan had to retire due to a neck energy and looked like Edge could be cleared. Edge came out and denied the reports, but I expect for him to do that because when he does return, the pop he's going to get is ridiculous. All right. Uh, potential number one draft pick, uh, James Weissman, is leaving Memphis and, and going home to prepare for the NBA draft. Excellent decision in my book. NCAA is full of crap, and uh, he's going to be taken in the top five regardless. So go get James Wise. Go get right, James Wiseman. Uh, sad news for me. Frankie Edgar got TKO by the Korean Zombie uh, this dang, past Saturday dang. night. 
uh, at the UFC Fight Night event. Uh, shout out to Korean Zombie, man. He just gave it to Frankie. First round got him out of there, and he is calling for a title shot against Alexander the Great. So we'll see if Korean Zombie gets that title shot. And uh, other news at the UFC, Henry Cejudo relinquishes the flyweight championship to focus on the bantamweight uh, championship in that division. Cejudo cleaned out that division. He was He's champ champ. Of course, he'll forever be. Never lost a belt. But I think it's a good move for him to go and just stick to bantamweight and, and start fresh there. All right. So you got a, a new champion to be named for the flyweights uh, here shortly. And last but not least, the New Orleans Pelicans, man, are interested in moving Drew Holiday. Uh, not because anything's wrong with Holiday, but... He deserves a chance to win. He's getting late in his career. His contract is friendly. Somebody's good is going to get Drew Holiday, and it could impact yeah. their team uh, when it's time for the playoffs. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much all of our other news, what we got going on around the sports world. Uh, wrapping up here at the Sports Desk, of course, things to watch for. NFL Week 17, marquee games, college bowl games, college football playoff, NBA Christmas Day uh, games that are out there. Um, so a very active week, very, very, very active week uh, here uh, uh, in, in the sports world, okay? And uh, before we get out of here, man, we're going to have a special show for you guys, all right? We're coming to the end of the decade. We're coming to the end of the decade. So we're going to have a special edition episode uh, talking about the end of the year, decade, end of the year. I mean, excuse me, end of the decade. We're going to cover NBA, NFL, biggest sports moments, WWE, UFC. Me and Black got a lot of homework to do to get ready for this show. So we're going to cap off the decade the right way. So we're going to have special call-ins. Hopefully we get Fred in here, Smooth in here, Sad in here, uh, my pops in here, Papa Gary in here, just people that we know and we've been around experiencing these moments from this past decade, all right? So we're going to have that for y'all uh, within the next week because we're coming close uh, to the end of the year, going into a new decade in 2020. And besides that, that's pretty much all we got today. Uh, again, thank you guys for your support. Merry Christmas, happy holidays from the sports desk. Thank you for everything that you guys do for us, interacting with us on Twitter, Instagram, listen to our shows on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, we really, really appreciate it uh, here at the Sports Desk. So, once again, I'm your man's Deja L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And it's your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3. Yes, Merry sir. Merry Christmas to all our listeners here from the Sports Desk. We wish y'all the best. Enjoy your holidays. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you can catch me as well at on, excuse me, on Instagram, on Twitter, at uh, Dedrick uh, L. Hicks Jr. Uh, Excuse me, Dedrick Hicks Jr. Sometimes I be I don't remember if I got an L in there or not uh, on the Twitter. But uh, thank y'all for listening. This has been 35, and uh, we'll catch y'all on 36. Introduce Lunch Sports. No, I can't get out of here without getting right now. Can't get out of here without getting right now. You know, I was waiting on that, boy. That's the clothes I read there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>